0: Happy 2015, everyone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Are we rolling? <laughs> yeah, we're rolling. We can edit this out.
1: Huh? So much for the kind of cold open kind of idea of just talking. Well, well I mean, like, you know, it's... I no, might fade in from right no, around Normally,
0: you, you kind of, like, give me a little bit of a heads up. You say, like, hey, we're rolling, we'll be quiet for a bit. And then this time, you're just like, hey, we're rolling, yeah, hey, how's it going? Yeah. Oh, what a great start! I was going to edit this, but we're already
1: we're already well past our two week schedule as well. Anyway, at this point,
0: I suppose I suppose. Well, I mean, it's kind of wishful thinking that we're going to stick to that. Yeah, because you, know, you know we got lives and shit, and we got to do things. So this is the
1: Mackey and Freud's movie podcast. In That's case correct. you're wondering,
0: yeah we, we talk about we talk about movies um, and a few other things, toys sometimes, sometimes posters, and we review films as well. Mostly I'll be reviewing. <laughs> we review films as well. It's mostly posters these days. Yeah, 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 yeah. We review. Uh, but we we also try to review movies. I'll be reviewing Der uh, Langit, the um, the film that's come out of Playground Productions. Thank tri- you for saying that. Yep, yep. Um, I'll be catching. I've been basically catching
1: up on the best of 2014. I'll review quick reviews of *Frank and the Raid 2* and new movie Seven Son* with Jeff Bridges.
0: Oh, so you finally got to see it? Yeah. A cinema finally played it.
1: Yeah, the uh, first press screening was cancelled because the IMA- IMAX done broke. Uh-huh. Um the second screening, I cancelled that because I went out drinking with Jonas, our friend. Right, right. And when right. I woke up, I was like, I woke up at 10, I was like, I'm not going to make a 10.30 screening, our press screening, so. Probably not. No. So, in the news, uh, following up on last week, the uh, last time we were talking about the, the big Sony hack thing.
0: Mm-hmm, it's
1: mm-hmm. all blowing over now, but.
0: Um, well, in the end, they released it. Uh, there was a few, they released it in select theaters, but also on uh, VOD, yep. which is where they've. Got taken in most of their money. Oh yeah, so
1: it's, they've made uh, 31 million in online video on demand services. Yeah, yeah. So
0: it all turned out to be fucking nothing. Yeah. <laughs> so that that's a combined. Which you kind of. It's knew a about. combined
1: total of 36 million for a film that cost roughly 75 million to produce in the market.
0: I know, but just you know, the, the movie's going to become a cult classic from mm. now on. You know, you just 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 because of all the shit that was surrounding it. It's ridiculous. It? No, I haven't. I know a lot
1: of people like more people have seen this than you would expect any other Franco company. Well,
0: wasn't it one of the most pirated films? <laughs> it was, it was like downloaded like, yeah. what, a million times People or I know who I
1: didn't even know had, people I knew who I didn't think knew how to pirate ship uh-huh. were all tweeting and Facebooking watching the interview. The
0: thing is though, is that it's probably such a lightweight fucking film that yeah. doesn't really have any, I mean, it's a, it's a Seth Rogen comedy for yeah. God's sake, you know, I mean, it's, fr-
1: and those fall into two caps. The ones with James Franco in them and the ones without James Franco in them. And the ones with James Franco
0: in them, mm-hmm. you know, the, one with, you know one with, the ones with Jonah Hill in them, the ones with all yeah, of his friends, basically, yeah. yeah. All of them. Yeah. Um... No, I mean, like, like I said before, I didn't really have any interest in watching it. I was curious to watch it when all of the uh, shitstorm of Sony was going on, but mm. even then, you know, you're watching it, it's, it's a curiosity. Yeah, It's not necessarily because, oh my god, <coughs> this movie looks amazing, which was never the case. You yeah. know? I mean, I thought, the, I thought the trailers looked stupid. Yeah. Um, I'm, not in a, I'm not in a hurry to see it. Mm-hmm. I know I'll see it eventually, because eventually you see, you see pretty much anything. But yeah. no, it's not enough, something On a long, long enough
1: timeline, everyone's survivability is
0: zero. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> No, but it's not something that's keeping me up at night or anything like that. Ah. Uh, but uh, yeah, if you, this is your first time listening to us and you want to drop us a line or anything, you can drop <laughs> us a line at uh, podcast at Twenty fifteen
1: is hard. <laughs> well, I'm hungover as shit. You know, and it's like.
0: Oh, <laughs> well, I was gonna say, how
1: was your New Year's? Uh, oh, it was
0: great. Great wife and I were in Krabi and like uh, I didn't sleep for hours. 40, really? Yeah, days. I didn't sleep for days. It was it was horrible. <laughs>
1: You fucking loved it.
0: <laughs> I loved it. I loved it. I partied like it was 1997. <laughs> I had Indian
1: food for Christmas Day. Excellent. Um, I still have not had any turkey or roast ham this year. I haven't had any turkey. Or the either, last year. I haven't had any turkey either. Like not, not even
0: a not even a soup soup? No. No, 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 no. But I suppose uh,
1: the last podcast that I did have, uh, I think that that's the most festival I've gotten was having the fruitcake.
0: Actually, I'm trying to get. I'm trying to think. The last time you had I've, turkey I've, ever? I've, uh, no, I mean, like, I'm trying to think whether or not I actually had turkey for Christmas. I've, I've been drunk so many times since Christmas that my brain, is it, it stopped working a while ago. So I, I'm not entirely sure. It's I the I, high energy I think, I think, um I think a lot of people tend to cook chicken. They tend to roast the chicken instead of turkey because... Fuck that shit. Well, turkey is incredibly dry. Mm. It's, so very, to, it's, it's have have very dry. So you got to have that nice
1: moist stuffing. Mm, you got to get to that in there.
0: I've never been very crazy about stuffing. Well, most of it's
1: crap. <laughs> yes. Because they usually put in too much crap. My nan made good stuff. My dad makes Everyone, great every, stuffing.
0: Yeah, <laughs> your dad is stuffing. <laughs> <laughs> I'll stuff you to the fucking couch, even if you're not fucking careful, I had a, I had a pretty okay New Year's. Oh, hostility. Hostility.
1: Don't, don't talk about the family, the McNally family <laughs> stuffing, motherfucker. I'll break you. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. I had a we had a nice uh, New Year's at a friend's house, and um, until the fact that the point where I'm drunk, I had my shoes off, as is the custom in Malaysia. Yeah. And a lady in stilettos stood on my foot.
0: Ah. That didn't seem so bad at the time. Was she, was she a hot lady at, at the very least? Was she, I don't know. Uh, I was you drunk. You didn't care? I
1: didn't care. My foot was... I, I, mean, I didn't even really notice that much. It was only the following morning when I woke up and I couldn't walk. I mean,
0: I don't like being hurt you know, hurt by a woman. But if she's hot, then that kind of helps a little.
1: All I was thinking about was her shoe as it went through my foot. Yeah, as, as, you, would, as yeah. you would. Was it very painful? It was incredibly painful <laughs> and I couldn't walk in the next two days. Oh. So I had to get some painkillers and muscle relaxants.
0: Oh wow, so it was an actual thing. Yeah, there wasn't any
1: <laughs> fracture like that, but my foot was completely fucked. Wow, did she apologize at least? I can't remember who she said. I don't think so. And after that, once I, I stopped uh, taking the muscle relaxants in the last few days, like I've been weaning off them, because the foot's pretty good now, that's when I realized I think I bruised my ribs that night as well. I assure you, ladies and gentlemen, we will start talking about films <laughs> at some point. <laughs> There's a bit of a pile-on at one point, and I think I fucking bruised my ribs, and I didn't notice because of the painkillers.
0: A pile? There was a pile? A pile-on. A
1: pile-on, yeah.
0: There's some shenanigans. There's rough housing. I thought you were trying to tell me you had piles.
1: <laughs> there was a dog involved. There was shenanigans. There was rough housing. Mistakes were made, is what I'm saying. Okay.
0: Well, that's what New Year's is for. Yeah, You're I supposed I, to make mistakes. I, I
1: I started New Year's with the whole left side of my body completely fucked.
0: Absolutely. That's that's the way to go. You know, it sounds like a good night. It's like the, the, <laughs> the entire first five minutes of this podcast.
1: <laughs> Bringing it. Okay, we're not. This is also off to declare. This is a Back to the Future two jokes. Free zone. Yes, we're not making any jokes about 2015.
0: The future is now.
1: So. <laughs> and in this future, we get Ant Man.
0: Yes, the Ant Man trailer debuted. I
1: think we should talk around the Ant Man trailer as well because they did do some cool little marketing gimmicks. They had the poster where it's just the tiny. Little I, I like the poster. Yeah, I like the poster. I, like I wasn't the- so
0: mad on the ant-sized trailer. Uh, I didn't even bother with that shit. Yeah, you know, I mean, I'm I'm you, you know, I mean, like, we, I think we both feel the same way about trailers for trailers. Yeah, but this was
1: basically, they had the trailer, but it was, uh, like, the size of an ant in the YouTube video, so you couldn't fucking see it.
0: Right. No, that's excellent. I'm so glad I didn't watch that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> no, the, the, the only, I found out about it because someone on Twitter I follow posted a picture of Zoolander saying, What is this, a trailer for ants? <laughs> it's a good movie. That's a good joke. Did, the good yeah, movie. Did, you like
0: the, did you like the trailer? It's very, very dour. It does feel uh, it's a lot more serious in its in, in tone than I expected it yeah. to be. And it's um, but it's also
1: kind of uninvolving. Yeah. Like I mean, yeah, you've got Michael Douglas and sure you listen to him read the
0: phone book. But, but Michael, there's not Michael much... Douglas looks weird in this film, you know, with his with his facial hair, he looks a little mm. weird. Um I mean but uh you know, it's it's really great to see Michael Douglas in a Marvel film and as soon as he starts speaking, you know, he's got such a uh, distinctive voice and mm. it was it was comforting to hear his voice and uh I mean, I didn't mind it. I was. It just looks very serious. I thought. I mean, it didn't. It didn't. You know. Uh, it. It didn't. I didn't dislike it. Yeah. Like some people seem to be quite negative about the whole thing. I mean, yeah. I, I thought. I thought it's really too early to tell. But uh, but what I what I did like about it is that uh, it gives you the impression that this is actually about something. Yeah. You know. I mean, it's not just.
1: But is it about Ant Man as what I was. I mean, there's some cool stuff at the end of it. But even the, the music's quite. Just it doesn't really. It's not a great selling trailer. You know what I mean. Yeah. Like it's yeah.
0: a trailer for a movie. It's, but it's you know, not. I mean, the, the trailer didn't. It's not a knock your socks off trailer. No. Now. And there's no. And there was no real wow moment in it. No. Did you see the re-edit
1: trailer on Slash Film? Oh uh, no, I didn't. So somebody basically, it's the exa- almost the exact same trailer. Yeah. Up until the point where the Paul Rudd when he says, "I want you to become Ant-Man," and Paul yeah. goes,
0: "Huh." That even that moment quite it falls a little flat. I thought that that moment was weird because it didn't match the music. Yes, the music was all like. The music like good, and it, it was it was, it was it was a very serious uh, soundtrack for the trailer. So what this? So point? when so when the jokes happen, it's like what? It, it just it, yeah. Because we're just stopped seeing it until that
1: point. You're just seeing Paul Rudd being like going to jail and shit. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. It looks like
1: you know. It looks like um, you know one of those dramas of trying to get the
0: son out of jail. But there's that obligatory shot. It's like every Marvel trailer needs to needs to have at least one shot where the leading man can show everyone how much he's been working, working out. out. Yeah.
1: <laughs> So after he says, huh, in this re-edited trailer, uh, Hold Tight by Dave D. Dozy, Beaky, Mick, and Titch kicks in in this trailer. So that's from, uh, it's in Death Proof. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So it's a really kind of clappy, fuzzy guitar song. Yeah. And then the guy edited in title cards that say, from the director of Bring It On. Yeah. uh, The writer of Anchorman and the people who brought you Iron Man. And it's this kind of poppy, rocky kind of thing going on. And it just it's the same, without those cards, Mm -hmm. it's pretty much the exact same footage of like, him as Ant Man on fly, uh, flying ants and all that kind of stuff, but it makes it with that music playing. The yeah. whole thing looks fun, right? It's, uh, I'll put the trailer in the show notes just to have a look because I was watching it going, "This is the fucking exact same trailer." But once that moment kicks in, it yeah. sells the hunt, yeah. Because then it's like it's like uh, any of the music from Guardians of the Galaxy, right? It's right. that kind
0: of tone change. But you think also maybe they're trying to just distance themselves from that, you know, the, like to not make it look like, "Oh, this is another Guardians of the Galaxy," because it isn't. It clearly isn't. Yeah, um, but.
1: But yeah, that yeah. seems to be...
0: I mean, they've released... This the correct- is just a teaser. Yeah. yeah. It's just a teaser. It just I, From everything I heard before,
1: I thought it was they were going the more... Like, it's the incorrigible Ant-Man they're doing. Is that incorrigible? You anyway, know That fucking Marvel love, their fucking... Yeah. yeah. No, I, I just... I, I, I can't remember. But Scott Lang is like a bit of a shithead who kind yes. of steals the Ant-Man yes. outfit. Yes. You know, yes. they, they were going at... Con- and the, even that comic is slightly comedic as well, right? There's mm-hmm. elements of comedy to it. hmm mm-hmm. And getting Paul Rudd... Yeah.
0: No, I mean like I found But there's no
1: comp there's one flat joke in that. Trailer. I found
0: the I mean I found the trailer to be passable. You know, it yeah. was it was fine. I I know it didn't it didn't it didn't blow me away but it didn't offend me either, you know. I'm still going to see the fucking film. You going to buy the poster? No. <laughs> For though let me talk if well, you ha- if you haven't seen the poster it's, I mean, just, it's all white. Been, it says Ant-Man. I've never Ant-Man. been a huge Ant-Man fan, you know. I mean like I, I like
1: I don't think anybody has. He's just
0: one of those characters where you just kind of like... I mean, the main reason I was really psyched for the film was because I was really curious to see what Edgar Wright would do. Yeah. You know, and so now, not to say that the movie looks bad, but it looks like it's the same Marvel palette, color palette. That
1: really hit me. Uh, You know, it looks like... Lab? Yeah. Looks like, like any lab from any Marvel movie. Like, the... Von Strucker's Lab from the end of the event. Was it the end of Captain America 2? Or any underground bait? I, you know, I, similar I, think, I mean, that's that, that's palette. my
0: main gripe with the Marvel films now. With the exception of Guardians of the Galaxy. But even Guardians of the Galaxy fell into that trap a few times. Where they all look like they're shot by the same guy. Yeah. You know, and I... You know, it. it's not to say that it, it makes the movie any less fun. But I do feel that, especially now, they really should make an effort to try and create... Films that just uh, that are not interchangeable. They
1: it's expand the, you know, the universe and the look of it as well as the feel. yeah, and yeah. that's why
0: we. What a Edgar Wright's What, a, what a Yes, movie. exactly right. Exactly right.
1: There's no crash zooms in this trailer at all. <laughs> no, <not> th- <laughs> <no>. <laughs> is that I don't know? was that I don't know if that Comic Con footage I had before? That's probably not going to be in it, right? It's the same probably suit. Not, yeah, probably not. Same
0: suit. Yeah, yeah. So probably not.
1: They did actually announce the script credits as well. So um, it's uh, McKay and Paul Rudd. Or get get the, screen, the screen.
0: the screen. The screenwriting credit, and get Wright and, and uh, right with Joe Cornish. Get a story by credit, yeah. and Wright remains and, uh, as executive producer. Yes, Wright remains as executive producer, which I'm sure he doesn't really. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but but yeah, Ant Man's coming. It is. It is. And regardless of what we say, we're still going to see it. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, speaking of, speaking of Marvel. Yeah, sticking with Marvel. I mean, since we're on, on Marvel, uh, did you see the motion poster for Daredevil?
1: I hate motion posters. I I, I hate motion posters. I did too. not see the motion poster. I hate motion posters. I did not see the motion poster. I did see the broadcast date for uh, yes for but Daredevil. You should, you should check out the motion poster. No, I, I did. I'm just not talking about it. It's, a, it's we, actually quite cool. No, I've seen it. I just don't want to talk about motion posters on this show.
0: Well, I mean, there was they debuted the mo- they debuted the motion poster, but they also. Uh, Told you where, the, the premiere date for uh, the Daredevil Netflix series, which is... They're going to be releasing all 13 episodes simultaneously. I fucking love... So we're Africa. taking that day off, right? always we freelance. April 10th. <laughs> we're taking
1: that. That was what I had to actually go scurrying online to... Have, I actually scurried to see confirmation of the websites. Because yep. I was thinking, well, Netflix is a US company, so that date is in Americanese. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I was thinking, that's got to be the 4th of October. They can't be releasing it in April. It's fucking April. yep Yeah. Sweet. April
0: April tenth, Friday. Yeah. Uh, so this is the first one out of the gate before they release. Uh, I think I think Jessica Jones will probably be the next one, followed by Luke Cage. Yeah. Uh, and then and then Iron Fist. Um, fucking April's close. I know. I know. I'm really psyched. Daredevil is Daredevil's always been one of my uh, favorite Marvel characters, and um, it's the reason we met. It is. It is. And it's. I think it's also. Uh, it's an opportunity for them, like going back to what we were saying earlier in regards to the color palette. It's an opportunity for them to move away from that. Yeah. Um, because. It's, it's been said that this is supposed to be a lot more gritty. Yeah. The, they've used The Wire as a tonal reference.
1: Trick, watch out now. Uh, you better watch
0: it out. Yeah. Uh, Charlie Cox is playing Matt Murdock. Charlie Cox was the lead in Star Stardust. Hmm. Was that Stardust? Um, and uh, Vincent D'Onofrio is playing Kingpin. Um, I'm looking forward to that. I'm a big Vincent D'Onofrio fan. Egger. Egger. Egger, Egger. Um,
1: he'll always be Egger
0: to me. No, I mean, like to me, he's he, he's just like the fucking. He, to me, he's Private Pile. Yeah, you know, he he's private. He's. Private. I am
1: in a world, world of, of shit. shit.
0: And uh, also the fucking crazy ass killer in the cell. Oh yeah, yeah. For a while there, he and was this, just.
1: He's, he's kind of the face of one of those. Is it one of the Law and Orders? Or is this yes, shit? yes,
0: Law and Order. Yeah, that's right. Special. I can't. One? I can't remember which one. Fucking, you know. <laughs> The
1: Simpsons, I think, had the best gag on that where it was Law & Order um, Special Elevator Unit. Uh, elevator Crimes Unit. These are their stories. Yes. Ding, ding. ding. But yeah, and uh, since uh, the Netflix head Ted Sarandos is also being interviewed, and he reckons it's going to take roughly a year between shows. So some will roll in as early as eight months and others in 15, and Jessica Jones hasn't actually started production
0: yet. Oh, ah, interesting. Yeah,
1: so... They don't want to give them a rigid time, time scale. and again, it's because yeah, these are full seasons. They just happen to dump them all on your doorstep. They don't have the benefit of starting in August and finishing, yeah, filming yeah, in yeah. December, yeah, and it's, the, it's the it's season all, finishes in January. They got it. It's all up it's and all, all at once. So yeah,
0: yeah. but no, no, I'm looking forward to this. Yeah, it was uh, the first two no episodes. No fucking shit, you're looking forward <laughs> yeah, to this. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I mean, the first two episodes were written by Drew Goddard. Yeah, uh, Drew Goddard is the guy who wrote Cloverfield. Uh, he co-wrote Cabins in the Woods. He's he's uh, writing the script for Ridley Scott's new film, The Martian. Um, and he oh, was, he's, oh, oh,
1: he's oh, he's writing that. Okay, yeah. well, is it, that's an adaptation of the book mm. by what's his name, Weir or something. I've heard that book's incredibly good.
0: I've heard the same thing. Mm. I right. haven't read it though. How uh, I mean, he was originally the the showrunner, but then he departed, and then it was taken over by Stephen S. Knight, mm. Um who I believe was the showrunner on Spartacus. Oh, <laughs> yeah, Marvel's
1: still dominating our headlines every week.
0: Well, it's because they don't fucking stop. No, they don't. <laughs> I actually, like, My headline is
1: actually Marvel trying to control the conversation again, or dominate the conversation again. Um, so that was that. Other big news that popped this week was that, you know, white, more whitewashing of uh, anime. Scarlett Johansson apparently is going to be cast as
0: you know, the lead in Ghost in the Shell. You know, for some bizarre reason, I don't give a shit. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I, I actually wish there wasn't a live-action version of Ghost in the Shell being done by anyone other than fucking Cameron. Yes. You know, it's like, if it they're making Ghost in the Shell. Who's directing it? If it's not James Cameron... It's fucking
1: Rupert Sanders. I mean, once you start going down through the credits... So, if for those of you who don't know...
0: Rupert Sanders is the director of uh, Snow White and the Huntsman. Yeah,
1: no, but for those of you who really don't know, uh, Ghost in the Shell <laughs> is a Mazumunishiro Shiro uh, anime. anime that was made. Anime. Yeah. And it's like, it's a world where... I apologize it, if I'm fucking blowing my nose throughout this whole thing. My sinus is going nuts. Well, I mean, the fan and the wind outside in the rain. That'll that, Never mind. You <laughs> shut up! <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Ghost in the Shell, it's uh, set in a world where basically you can transfer your brain, your, your, your mind into a, a cyborg body and um, it, the special crimes unit basically in this world is trying to keep people from hacking other people's brains and all these other kind of crazy shit. Yeah. There's a movie, which was a big influence for The Matrix. Yes.
0: Huge. <laughs> fucking,
1: Huge yeah, rip influence. off of The Matrix. Um, there was a TV show called The Sandalone Complex, which is, I it follows a lot of the similar process, but it's very cool. Have you watched that? No, I haven't. I've watched all that. I got, you get lost in it, because it's kind of like the political shenanigans of, I presume, like, you know, something like The West Wing or House of Cards, something like that, but also with tanks blowing each other up every fucking week. Yeah. Um, there was a second one that wasn't so good there's another movie that was a bit more philosophical and stuff like that but all these guys are heavily like some of them are inc- just complete cyborgs yeah um, and there's the ghost in the shell idea is like it's the, the spirit in the robot body that's right and what does that mean
0: yes it's which is uh, you know it's there's a lot of very interesting um, you know philosophical ideas behind it yeah. which are probably going to get completely ignored by the director <laughs> in, Snow White and the Huntsman in this uh, you know I think, as far as uh, Scarlett Johansson is concerned, I think you can do a lot worse. Yeah. You know, I think she's a very, very acceptable um, action heroine. And I mean... Uh, but my my issue is just with the film itself. I just don't think... It's the same thing, like, you know, with Akira. I just don't think you should touch it.
1: Yeah. I mean, well, the last version of Akira they were trying was in Neo New York, right? Yeah. Yeah. Which- it's
0: like you're, you're missing off. the point of yeah. what made Akira great yeah you know uh, it's like
1: well I was gonna say it's like doing Godzilla in whatever but you know they managed to make that the new Godzilla managed to make it about the world's nuclear problems yes and yes. that these creatures ate new radiation and Godzilla yeah. sort of them
0: that yeah so again you know it's like it's it's the kind of it's the kind of uh, property that that needs a really... that needs a, a quality... A visionary director, director. A visionary director. Like... You know? It's a visionary anime. If you think about, like, some of the... I, I can't
1: remember from the original show, but I remember from the the anime, the anime, TV show, uh, not from the movie so much, but, like, there is a big scene where they're fighting a tank in the movie, right? Yes. Where she's trying to punch through the roof or shoot, she's trying to get into it. It's a, it's a tank that's being controlled by a robot. There's no one inside it. They you have it. these, these awesome-looking bug-like... By uh, multiple leg tanks. Mm-hmm. Why did you even bring that over? There's nothing in there? There's a little bit in there. A little bit in there.
0: Yeah. There's a little bit in there. Yay. These awesome
1: walking tanks, and they also have these. Uh,
0: I'll keep it on ice for the big night.
1: Are the Tachikomas in
0: the movie as well? I can't remember. I mean, so it's, the, it's in, a bit in a the
1: a TV show, there are these cute little um, robots. They're not. Well, they're, not, they're cute walking tanks mm-hmm. that act as support for the group, mm-hmm. and they leap around from building to building. They have camo and stuff like that, and. Just the designs, I was looking at the opening sequence to it because I love the theme tune for the TV show, but it's one of those shows where, it's one of those movies where the tank designer and the uh, like uh, set designer for the anime get separate credits. Yeah. It's not just like yeah, they're yeah, part yeah. of the production crew. These are like visionary guys who have a very specialized look. Yes. And they'll probably fuck that up. And the more I look through the credits for the the, the rest of the team for the, the production team for this, I just got more and more depressed. Uh Abiarad's involved Ari involved. He you know, he did kickstart the X-Men, so we'll give him a pass. Yeah. But his co-producer is Stephen Paul, who produces baby genius movies and Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance.
0: Oh, excellent. Yeah.
1: And it's uh, from a script by Bill Wheeler who, uh, he's worked on The Cape. The what? The Cape, the TV show. Oh, right. I've and never seen that. The Hoax, which was a... Richard Gere film. Yeah. That's
0: supposed to be a very good film. Is it? Yeah. I right. haven't seen it.
1: I knew you'd probably know more about it because you like Richard Gere.
0: I do like Richard. No, it's uh, it was a, if I'm not mistaken, it was a Lassie Hellstrom film. Was it? Yeah. Oh, I, I think, I could be wrong about that, but I think I think it was a La- uh, Lassie Hellstrom film, and um, it, I never saw it, but it got really good reviews. Oh, okay. It got really, really good reviews. It's supposed to be very good. So, wouldn't wouldn't uh, judge Mr. Wheeler just yet. Okay, uh, but Stephen Paul seems like a douchebag. Right? Yeah, fuck that. You know, <laughs> baby genius. Baby genius. I didn't realize there's like six of those movies. It's like there's baby. a lot. There's yeah. a lot, dude. There's a lot of those. They're, they're like fucking Scorpion Kings. They just keep making them. <laughs> they just keep coming? <laughs> they just keep making them. I'm all about Scorpion King 4. Is, it, is L- Dave L- Batista in one of those? Batista? I think he's in the second, third one.
1: Because um, I saw someone on Twitter was talking about how it's really freaking me out seeing Dave undiscovered talent Batista from Guardians of the Galaxy as yes. Dave, I'm just in the background Batista in Scorpion King X.
0: Yeah, yeah. But this new one's got Lou Ferrino in it. So, like, how can you miss that?
1: Yeah. It's only just like, you know, how many years past this I saw him? I
0: saw the trailer for it. And Lou Ferrino, actually, as he gets older, is starting to sound more like Arnold Schwarzenegger.
1: I <laughs> Some other news that broke this week that blew my fucking mind was that Neil Blomkap was apparently working on, a on, on an alien film, alien yeah. fucking pitch. Yeah,
0: yeah. is—he is... just dropped this out of the blue. It's like, ah, this probably isn't going to happen. But here, here you go, here you go. <laughs> So I have. I, I have, was like, why didn't this happen? Yeah. <laughs>
1: Cause like, I, like, so I, I do have it. Uh, the first one he dropped was just uh, these paintings. So the first one was of an alien queen running through like a jungle wood, uh, stone area with like tech in the background. Yeah. And then there was like a shot. Uh, these are all beautiful concept art sketches that are really, really like nicely detailed ones. There's one of the alien ship. Yep. Um, some inside of a halo looking building. But there's one of Ripley and, um, uh, Hicks. Yeah. Hicks' face is all fucked and Ripley's got a bomb vest on and with a detonator in her hand. Yeah. Like, it's essentially assault on Weyland-Yutani seems to be the plan. I
0: know, I know. It's, it, look, it looks badass. It's and like, did you
1: see the one where she's wearing the alien exo yes, suit? Yes, yes, yes. So they have a concept art of it. Sigourney Weaver... We should describe... We're talking about this, okay, yeah, don't do that we'll be putting these pictures up so you yeah. can... Uh, but it's Sigourney Weaver's it. face and the artist is really cool because he's really caught her face. But... From her, like, just from outside her face, it's essentially she's wearing an alien suit. Yes. Like, it has the, the ele- elongated head, and there's a, there's a pilot, a space jockey pilot suit thing, Is called. Yeah. So, god damn it, Neil, what were you doing? <laughs> and Wh- did you Why see did this f- happen? Did you see the one of just like, uh, Hicks in his just sitting there like this? Like, he's just, just, just and his, his eyes are all fucked? No. Because he did, there's been two updates since. Oh, no, 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 I haven't seen that. No, so there's one since. of just like, it's Michael Bean, but his eye is all fucking white and just looks badass. And there's a weird thing. Michael as well. Bean's probably looking at
0: that, thinking, "Oh, for fuck's sake!"
1: He's like thinking, free what happened to get
0: killed by that fucking post?"
1: There's a pillar phone, right?
0: Michael, Michael Bean has like horrible luck with franchises. It's like he's been in so many franchises that should have that yeah. should have brought him back, but because they changed hands, they're like, "Nah, sorry." Yeah.
1: <laughs> but he also had. I mean, I think that's all payback for his look on the abyss. Probably. Because everyone who's on the abyss had an absolute nightmarish time, and he was like,
0: hey, "I'm in the pill for an hour today. It's great, me." <laughs> He was really good in the abyss.
1: Yeah, but have you seen the the behind-the-scenes stuff? Yes, yes, yes. Like, everyone else, like, Ed Harris nearly fucking died. And he's like, hey, guys, how you doing? I'm going to have a pool. I'm going to be in the pool. I'm
0: going to be in the tank today for an hour. Mary Elizabeth, uh... Master Antonio. Master Antonio. She fucking had a hissy fit. She lost it. Well, that's because
1: Cameron made Ed Harris drag her without an oxygen tank through the water 16 times. She nearly drowned as well. There was this interview like she didn't, Actually she's not on the she doesn't talk about it on the behind the scenes, right? No, she doesn't. She doesn't talk to them at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, Harris breaks down on on film. Yeah, yeah. He's like, because it was on the way home that he realized he nearly died and yeah, he pulled yeah. over and nearly fucking had a heart attack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Started but, crying and shit.
0: Yeah. No, but it was cool, it was like I was listening to the you know, the commentary for The Rock. You know, and 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 um Ed Harris was talking about so, yeah, you know, Michael and I worked on the abyss and it's one of these things where it's like Whenever you, whenever you, whenever you, I bump into anyone, it's like you've been in a war together. You know, it's like like we went to Nam or something, yeah. and we, we never talk about it. Yeah, it, it's it's also like like veterans, like you never talk about the war. <laughs> well, they had the t-shirts made. Life's a bit abyss, and then you die. Yep. Uh, but there's one there's one thing that's interesting. and then like uh, you know, crew members on Terminator Two, they made t-shirts saying Terminator Three, not for me. <laughs> uh, this is, we Michael, do, we, 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 Michael Bean is epic and fucking the rock. Yeah. I will not give that order. <laughs> Stand fast. <laughs> <laughs> I will not give that order. <laughs>
1: Finish up <laughs> this Blomkamp story though. There is an interesting thing. No, but like, just keep keep talking, Michael Bean. Yeah. You no, know, no,
0: like, Michael Bay like went up because like Michael Bay knew that Ed Harris had worked with James Cameron, and this was before Michael Bay and James Cameron were friends. Like, apparently they're really good friends now. Yeah. But. um... Mm-hmm. Like Michael Bay would go up to Ed Harris and it's like you know apparently uh, we we, we used up the most amount of cable for this film you know it's just like bring you know to power everything up you know in Alcatraz like we have to bring up all this cable ha, and like uh, I hear it's like the the heaviest uh, order of cables since Titanic and is it true that like uh, you know Cameron like he uses a lot of cables?
1: <laughs> Miles is a fucking nerd.
0: <laughs> you know and, he's, and, and and like Ed Harris is like. He's like, you know, this guy wants to be like Jim. I'm like, you know, I told, I said to him, Michael, why do you want to be like Jim? Jim's an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, he's mellowed. Jim has both of them. Yeah, <laughs> like Michael Bay and Jim Cameron. Apparently, they both mellowed. They're a lot nicer.
1: Why do you want to be like Jim?
0: And uh, uh, the last bit of this, the, this uh, concept, I thought
1: was a weird. Did you see the weird picture of a single, like it's a face hugger with no legs? Huh? there's a thing there's a part of the the camp alien pitch there's a, a facehugger thingy with no real legs it's like a snake with a mouth halfway down it
0: oh i don't think i saw.
1: yeah there's a lot of very cool images he he kind of capped it off with a, a giant fuck you saying oh this is just on my desk and it's a full alien head uh sculpt mm. and it's sitting beside a massive. so how
0: close did this film i, th- I mean he must have
1: just pushed this i mean i'm trying to look at this now there's actually something in the background that i don't know what Maybe mo- it could be a model from Elysium or it could be something from something else. But there's a Master Chief uh, head beside it as well because, yeah, bon, bon Camp, I think he's just going to keep racking up movies he didn't get to make. Probably.
0: I was always very fascinated about uh, Vincent Ward's abandoned Alien 3 because Vincent Ward was the original director. Oh, was it the Wooden Planet one? Yeah, the Wooden Planet one. There is. They talk about it in depth in the uh, Alien quadrilogy Blu-ray box set. Um, I started, I think somebody
1: put most of the extras on that on YouTube. But like yeah, the two they, hours they, long, they they are all on... Uh, I watched the making of Alien. Yeah, and uh, I think it's Superior fi- Firepower is the one for Aliens. Yeah, and I got yeah, halfway yeah. through that when I said I need to go to bed because it's five a.m.
0: Yeah, no, the uh, the the special the documentary on Alien Three is probably the most fascinating because that was the most troubled mm. troubled film. There's um, a lot. There's an awful lot online
1: as well. There's a good few websites that look like they were designed in 1988, but they have a lot of like storyboards. This whole idea of this wooden planet flying through space, and these monks and shit like that. Yeah, yeah. I they, like just, they pop up ever so some often, someone just says, look at this shit.
0: No, 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 no. Vincent Ward's idea, I mean, was crazy. It yeah. was a crazy idea, and some of it survived, mm. you know, but it was just, uh, it was a really, really cool interview with him. For, for those of you who don't know, Vincent Ward is, um, he's actually, he started as a painter, he was originally a painter, and then he uh, made this film called Map of the Human Heart, mm. um, and then he also directed uh, What Dreams May Come. And you can tell his influence as a painter in what dreams may come. I mean like the whole thing thing looks like the whole thing's that the whole heavens essentially a painting.
1: (laughs) But yeah, that was the state that was the point where Alien it was like the weirdest franchise because it was the first two were so different from each other. Yeah. And even with three, it was again more like one, which but is, it was very different.
0: Yeah, which is why I wanted to see. I would have preferred. There was a lot of Yorkshire in there. Yes, a lot. <laughs> that, was, that was the first thing that I noticed. When I'm watching it. It was like there's that I guy see, from it's it,
1: it's it's up. it's not it's grim up north. It's the other one he's in. It's like this is room of control. That guy. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's just. It, it, I mean, like when I when I watched it, what's with all these brummies
1: in space?
0: Yeah, when I watched it, I I, I found that very very like disorientating. You know, yeah. it's just like this is what the fuck is, I mean, I know we're shooting in England, but I mean, come on. Yeah.
1: But <laughs> at
0: that point, it
1: still could have been, like every movie could have been anything.
0: Yeah. Now and it's... then suddenly, Charles Dutton shows up. You know, the, the bald black guy. You know, oh, he, yeah. He was like the only American in there. Even fucking, even fucking The Eye from Whittle and I, Paul, even Paul McGann was in that film. Was he? Oh, yeah, he was. He, he was got, the he, nut. He was the nut. He gets he twice
1: the... relatively early, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. No, but, um, but even in the, uh, in the even alien. Even fucking three, Tywin Lannister himself,
1: fucking Charles Dance is in that.
0: Yeah, yeah, he's, uh, the love interest. Yeah. But it was really. was a rapist they, love interest, they, right? They, yeah, they were, they were, they were interviewing Paul McGann. And Paul McGann was like, just like basically saying, like, the role that I said yes to is not the role that's. The <laughs> you know, it's like, you're playing a nutcase, you know, you, you know, you and the alien team up and go kill, go kill Ripley. I'm like, fantastic, I'll take the part. <laughs> <laughs> but that's not quite what happened. Oh,
1: but after Resurrection I think now it's just aliens. Like you just get and you know what you're getting with. Now it's all movie. just team
0: ups. You know, yeah. it's become it's become like a you know, it's become like a team up franchise.
1: Yeah. But that cool. again, this this the blanket thing of let, let's go fuck up Waylon Usani and there'll be all sorts I, of weird it's aliens. Genius. Sounds great. Fuck.
0: It deserves a moment of silence, yeah. doesn't it? <laughs> a moment of silence for aliens. <laughs> for the alien that was the, the alien that never happened. Yeah. No, yeah. he just had to go do fucking Elysium instead. Yes. <laughs> I still it's not that bad. I don't bad. mind that movie. No, it's not bad at all. When I mean what's good about that movie is really good.
1: Mm. And he still has that design thing. Yes. Like his, the, the, his his world, his world building is, yeah. is pretty amazing. It's like it's like um, when Ridley Scott did Blade Runner. It's the work of Sid Mead. I mean, he, I don't yes. know. He has a got a, a team of guys working for him, and you can see that brutalist kind of like the, the 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 jets in those things. They don't fly gracefully through the air. They beat the air out of the way. Yes. Um. I love his. This, I mean, even even the fact. I I love the fact that Chappy, hey Hey. I love the fact that Chappie has, you know.
0: I'm really, I'm really looking forward to Chappie. Chappie looks awesome.
1: I'm just, I'm trying to figure out how the fuck, um, the Anford work out on that. Cause it's Ninja and the blonde chick from the Anford. Yes. Who yes. are nuts anyway. And they're talking to a robot version of, what's his name?
0: Uh, uh, fuck. The voice actor. Johnny wrong? number five. What? No. No, no, no. The, the, the guy who plays
1: Vickis, the actor guy. Oh,
0: Shardau uh, Coppoli. Shardau Coppoli, because Shardau yeah. is in the voice. Yes, I don't yes, know if yes, they, yes.
1: they did some suit work with him on site either. But it's also, it's just, it's again, it's part of the Blomkampverse. Yes. You absolutely. know what I mean? It very much looks like it's just, you know, um, District 13 is happening over there. Yeah. And at least just over there.
0: Yeah, it's like the science fiction, you know, VSQ VW, universe. Yeah. <laughs> By the tech. Yeah.
1: On well, to Star Wars news, um, and to tie in my review of The Raid 2 later, uh, it's been released this, it's been come out this week that three actors from The, actors Raid, in the Raid, 2 Raid
0: 2 are going to be in the new Star Wars film, including the lead.
1: Yes. Uh, good luck, uh, excuse me, these are uh, Indonesian names. Uh, Iko Uwais, who plays Rama, Yayan Rohyan, played Mad Dog in, Mad Dog in uh, The Raid, and Picasso on The Raid 2, and Cece Rahman, who plays the assassin from The Raid 2, that's actually just credited as the assassin. Yes. Now, Iko Uwais is amazing. Yes. The, the speed of the fights in the Raid 2, it looks like it's been sped up. It looks like the cartoon cops, but there's, and there's an awful lot of long shots in the Raid 2 that are just like fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the guy, Yayan Ruhian, is, you could totally, this guy plays Mad Dog, and, uh, this guy, Prakaso, in the second one, and he's a, he's a an assassin who dresses like a bum. Like, he's got long hair down to his shoulders, like, that's completely mad mm-hmm. hair, mm-hmm. and he just like wears a, uh, donkey jacket and fucking, like, everything just does, he looks like a hobo.
0: I've seen pictures.
1: Yeah. And TJ Rahman, he has if you see from the Ray trailer, there's a moment where uh and him, they square up against each other in the kitchen, they've got their hands out in like a fighting stance for yeah. the what's it called against that? Yep. And they kinda of, they shuffle their feet until they're within striking distance of each other. Yeah. That fight goes on for about ten minutes and he has curved they're like the blades Riddick uses but smaller. Yes. I'll get to the, the review later, but there's an awful lot of slashing of veins and arteries in that movie. Like a ridic like r I haven't realized how much I haven't been seeing mm-hmm. blood vessels being sliced open in horrifying ways until it was about three-quarters of the way through the raid two, and there was still a lot more to come. Shit. Who's not in it is the baseball, there's a baseball assassin in this, a baseball bat assassin, mm-hmm. who beats up about sixteen guys with his baseball bat. And the whole time I was watching that I was saying like, if that was a lightsaber, <laughs> this would be insane. Yeah, you're damn Skippy. Um, but yeah, I mean, again, I'll get to the raid later. But this sounds good. I mean, if these three guys are just like, if one's a Jedi and two sit and they square off, that
0: will look amazing. Cool. Yeah.
1: Do you have any news, or am I just swinging it from this point onwards?
0: No, it's a little bit. Uh, there's uh, some casting news for... No, because seriously, there hasn't been a whole lot. <laughs> I know, I was checking. You were looking blank earlier. No, no. Uh, there's uh, casting news for Deadpool. Oh, yeah? Uh, they've added two new cast members. TJ Miller, who was the comic relief in Transformers 4, the guy who got burned to a cinder. Huh? Uh, he's also... Uh, TJ Miller. Uh, he's also a regular on the uh, on the show Silicon Valley. Oh, okay. And uh, he's one of the voices in How to Train Your Dragon 2. He was also um, the stoner Fred in Big Hero 6. Oh, he's pretty good. Yeah, so he's been cast in the film. So Have you seen T- Big Hero Six? No, I haven't seen it yet.
1: That's the first Marvel superhero movie you haven't seen opening day.
0: That's right. <laughs> and uh and uh, they also cast this other guy, Ed Screen, uh who I'm not too familiar with, but he was um uh he was uh Darny's Tar- Tar- uh, uh boyfriend in um in uh season four G- no in season I can't remember the season, in Game of Thrones. Oh, Daenerys Targaryen's yeah. Oh, okay. But that's the only thing I've seen him in. He was uh, the he
1: was the roguish guy. Yeah, yeah. The roguish captain guy who got recast between seasons. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> that first guy must be like that, I can't remember what that first guy went off to do. But now I remember looking it up before because that first guy had that real shit-eating grin that yeah. worked. The second guy, I don't think it works quite as much. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, cool. Uh, other
0: news is that uh, Michael. I'm Pee- very happy that that movie's finally happening.
1: Yes, and we'll get to more Deadpool later because well, i us talk about it now. Did you see the trailer for the gold, the, the woman in gold?
0: Yes, with Helen Mirren. With, and with Helen Mirren,
1: so it's Deadpool and the Queen reenacts Philomena.
0: It looks a little bit like that. Yeah, you know, it looks it looks like they're going for the uh, <laughs> that that My Week in Marilyn Oscar. Yeah. Oscar Bates. It's well, just... it's my week in Maryland. That it's the. your, your week director. in Maryland. My my week <laughs> my week, my week in Maryland. My week in Maryland. With Maryland. Have you been to Maryland? It's a
1: beautiful place. <laughs> Have you been in Maryland? She's a beautiful place.
0: Uh, but it's the same director, Simon Curtis. Yes.
1: Yes. Yeah. Uh, but it does. I just. I don't. I never thought I would see Ryan Reynolds and Helen Mirren on the screen together. I know. I know. It's That's really a, weird. It's a weird team up. Yeah.
0: But um, it looks. You know. It looks. It. You know. It looks like the kind of movie that. Fifty-year-olds will love it. Yeah, I mean, it, it very much
1: looks like if you've seen *Philomena*, it very much like that. It's like a young guy and an old woman who have a—they've got to on you know right or wrong—and they've got to do a road journey, and it's a they'll grow to love each other over it. And this time, they're going to take on the Austrian government.
0: That's right.
1: That did actually look pretty good.
0: I uh, yeah, I mean, it's you know, it, it's, Helen Mirren don't do shit often. It's hard to it's hard not to want to go see a, a Helen Mirren movie I mean, yeah. because you know she's just. Yeah, she's just you know so awesome. Yeah. Um, and uh, Michael Keaton is also. Um, making, the casting news. Yeah. Making making use of uh, his Birdman you know, his, cachet. His his Birdman momentum. He's probably gonna. I mean, I don't want to jinx anything, but I mean, he's a shoo-in for a, for an well, nomination. The, you know, the
1: Oscar, all the uh, all, all the Oscar Academy listens to this podcast, so you should make the. Oh
0: yeah, 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 yeah. No, but I, it's just so fun because I remember when the first trailer for Birdman came out, and. Um, I think I told you about this and some guy on on the talk back said like nothing would make me happier than to see Michael Keaton on collecting the best actor Oscar in 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 next February or yeah. whenever, whenever it is. And this guy replied, nothing? Really? Not even like, you know, personal accomplishment? <laughs> <laughs> and I was just that's amazing. <laughs>
1: You're wasting so much of your time looking at comments. <laughs> there's something else as well about apparently the financiers behind this are having a big fight behind Birdman. Oh, really? There's one someone who invested with one company and they had a deal with the CEO and that CEO left and the board are like, this is about any knowledge of this deal. Right. So, there's multiple uh, court cases going on regarding a big chunk of the profits from this film.
0: Oh. Well, Michael Keaton is, uh... He's been... He's in talks to join the cast of Kong, Skull Island. Yeah. Um... Which is, is, you know, I mean, uh, they've already cast Tom Hiddleston and J.K. Simmons, so that's a that's already that's a that's, a, that's a trio of very good that's actors. First right base there. and second base sorted. <laughs> Tom Hiddleston, J.K. Simmons, and Michael Keaton in a in a King Kong prequel. Yeah, I'm fucking there. It was originally supposed to be directed by Neil Marshall. Oh, was it? Uh, yeah, but that didn't happen. So yeah. now it's being directed by Jordan Vonk Roberts. Yeah. Um, but um, I think the Kings of
1: Summer, which is a I don't know what that movie. I keep thinking of, I haven't seen. I'm, it. I'm thinking of the Dogs of Lords yeah. of Dogtown. Every
0: time I hear Kings of Summer, I just immediately think you know, you know the girls print, of Summer. Prince Avalanche or some shit like that. What What's I don't know why my my What's brain just, Avalanche? it's a Paul Rudd. Uh, it's a David Gordon Green film. I mean my my, my 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 brain just goes in a really weird direction whenever I hear Kings of Summer. I just think I just imagine a totally different film.
1: Yeah. But it does. They did release a synopsis that says, in the spirit of its worldwide blockbuster Godzilla, they're presenting a bold new take on the mythos. So, mm-hmm. it would be interesting. Do you think they'll go modern day or in the past? I mean, they're doing prequel thing, but they're not. They're going to ignore Peter Jackson's one. So yeah, probably. Um,
0: I would imagine if they're doing the, the, If they're doing modern day, then I mean, that, I mean that kind of. I mean, personally, I, I would prefer that they kept it like a period piece. Yeah. Just because you know visually it's just so much cooler. There's so much more you know. Yeah. But then again, Boy but, but so, then again, you know, when you think about it, Michael Keaton is probably—I can't imagine Michael Keaton in in a period film. He's so contemporary. His style is very sort of new. You know, he's such yeah. a New York kind of like live wire.
1: Unless he plays like a real New York live wire back in the day, you know. <laughs> so I don't know what happened there. <laughs> I, all, all that's going through my head is
0: you bring you bring Jimmy Butterfucco over here. <laughs> <laughs> all
1: that's going through my head is him in his apartment in Gotham going. You want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. The most <laughs> on Bruce Wayne thing ever to happen in Batman 1989. I know. You want to get nuts?
0: Okay. <laughs> Let's get nuts. He's fucking smashing. Come on. Come on. <laughs> For a moment, there was like a Beetlejuice like. Yeah. like Come on. <laughs> I want to see. I want to see him doing that to Kong. Nice fucking model. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck this movie, when's the Beetlejuice sequel happening? Uh, there was some news about that, but I, yeah, I yeah, until yeah, you yeah. hear
1: something proper, you know... It's like,
0: know. I'm. Te- that if, if there was ever a sequel that terrified me, it's that one. But at the same time, I really want it to happen. Is that uh, Beetlejuice in Novo or Beetlejuice on holiday? I don't know. I don't Beetlejuice does Hawaii? Feel, there, was, there, was, there was a Beetlejuice was, Bele- was was Bele- was was Bele- does Hawaii, yeah. You know, but, uh, yeah, Beetlejuice is... I, I i put Beetlejuice 2 on the same level as Bill & Ted 3. Yeah. It's like, I desperately want this movie to happen. But I
1: desperately want it not to be shit.
0: Yes, exactly right.
1: I mean, they should do the inevitable Beetlejuice Weekend of Bernie's crossover and do Weekend of Beetlejuice's.
0: You got it. Weekend of Bernie's... I love that movie. <laughs> it's so bad, it's good. Yeah. <laughs> so, imagine
1: instead of Bernie, it's Beetlejuice ever so often. Like, it's a corpse half the time, the rest of the time it's Beetlejuice. It's...
0: And it's like that bit where everyone like towards the end where everyone just kind of like you know, like goes, uh, ambushes them and Jonathan Silverman is like, "No, nah, I mean I, not, nothing. We didn't do anything." And then it's just like quiet, and suddenly Andrew McCarthy is, "I'm blind." <laughs> <laughs> My ribs really hurt when I laugh. <laughs> <coughs> yeah, Weekend at Bernie's. Yeah. Let's 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 stop the podcast and just just and watch that. Just, just just watch Weekend of Bernie's. If only more movies were like Weekend at Burns, <laughs> which was directed by uh, Ted, Ted Kochev, who directed uh, First Blood. <laughs> <laughs> Just thought I'd throw it in. He directed First Blood. This podcast is going really weird places. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. It's like, what you do like, after First Blood? Yeah, Weekend at Burns. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, wasn't First Blood a hit? Yep. <laughs> How'd you fuck that up? I have no idea. It, it was a really good script on paper. Hey, the film was a hit. There was a sequel.
1: Mm. <laughs> two
0: sequels, wasn't it? Wasn't it? I think there might have been. What is this? The Mighty Ducks? All right. What else you got? What else you got? <laughs> <laughs> I, got I got trailers. Okay, trailers. We want the trailers.
1: Uh, we passed on... Uh, I think the, the internet went nuts about this two weeks ago, just after we missed it, but there was a trailer for Dragon Blade, which looks like your standard, typical, epic... Chinese mainland Chinese uh, adventure, you know, big vistas, lots of horses, guys in armor, mm-hmm. and then John Cusick and fucking
0: uh, Adrian Brody turns the fuck up. up yeah, yeah, with Jackie Chan and a, a, a really dodgy goatee and haircut. I did not watch the trailer because I have no interest in watching us. I have no interest in watching that team up. It's weird,
1: <laughs> like it's. It, it does look like you know, like an Andy Lau movie, an Andy Lau period piece, just yeah. with these guys in it as well, mm-hmm. and it's all in English. With Chinese subtitles. You see that? You
0: see that's not good. You know, I mean, like if, if
1: no matter what time we this is that's not so the ice cream man, is it? No, 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 no. no. That's the he's not man. he's not singing the paddle pop song. No. <laughs> Where's Terry? I don't know. He's, we're missing him this week. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it looks weird. It looks like these guys are totally slowing it, obviously. But I didn't realize their their careers had gone this bad so fast.
0: I mean, Agent Brody was the penis. I know
1: John Cusick has maybe been slipping for a while, but.
0: uh yeah, no. I mean, it was. I mean, it was bizarre. There was nothing about it that interested me. Uh, I saw it. I had the opportunity to watch the trailer, and I'm just like, no. Nah, I watched I, the I trailer. Just, like, There's I,
1: nothing about it that interests me. I know. I, hmm? I watched the trailer. There's nothing about it that interests me. Right. So. I but it's just know. a bizarre. You know. Hmm. Should we start a Kickstarter to get
0: some money towards those guys that need it that badly? I I wouldn't worry about any of those guys. <laughs> so I'm, sure, I'm sure those guys are doing fine. Yeah. Another
1: trailer that came out was, uh, another one I have to worry about whether it's relevant or not, Entourage, the movie. You know, this put
0: a smile on my face. I Did mean, you like, watch a lot of it? I watched like the first four seasons. And it was oh, so not that much then. Well, there's a few. I didn't watch the last couple of seasons, but yeah. it's, it's a pretty funny show. Uh, I mean, you know, it's what I, what, what I like about it is that it's not really about Vincent Chase. I mean, Vincent Chase is the least interest, interesting mm. character in the show. I mean, yeah. it's about his friends. Um, and, it's, and it's a lot about Avi. Yeah, you know Avi, Gavi Gold, or Ari Gold. Ari Gold, you Ari know, Gold. and you know Jeremy Piven, you know, he's amazing in that part. And Kevin yeah. Dillon as Johnny Drama is fucking funny.
1: I don't want to go back. Was I, I don't want to go back to the Bronx? Because he's just he's such oh, a the weather here. He's such
0: a fucking idiot. Yeah, you know, and like when he was trying to, when he was doing that monkey cartoon with him and Andrew Dice Clay, it was fucking hilarious.
1: I didn't see that in the show. Like I just saw the trailer. I I, I think I watched the first season and I didn't. Something else came along and I forget to watch the rest of it. Hmm.
0: But, uh, you know, it was just kind of funny, like, you know, when he worked with James Cameron doing Aquaman. Yeah, that was a know? very, that was a cute thing. You know, and I, remember, like, I remember seeing that when the
1: post, Variety of posted of the poster, right? Yeah, 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 and, yeah. And, like, people thought it was for real for 24 yeah. hours.
0: Yeah, and it was like he was contracted to do Aquaman too. I mean, like, they, they stole that story from Spider-Man too. Yeah. You know, because, you know, I'm not, I'm not doing Aquaman 2 because Cameron's not directing. It's like, who are they getting? Michael Bay. Who's <laughs> writing it? Kevin Smith. <laughs> it's like they don't even care. <laughs> you know, you know? And even Kevin Smith is, like, saying, like, people think that, people think that fucking shit is real. You know, he's, he's like, they're going, like, dude, you're writing Aquaman 2? Yeah. And it's like, man, do you remember an Aquaman 1? <laughs> <laughs> it's a fucking TV show. And he's the stoner. But they get James Cameron to play himself in it. I mean, yeah. it's... Now so they it's, got
1: um, uh, Mark Wahlberg, right? Yeah. 5, 7, but they it.
0: they basically say that um, Vincent Chase he's the that the storylines are taken a lot from Tobey Maguire. Oh, really? Uh, the lifestyle is taken a lot from. Uh, Mark Wahlberg is a producer. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's yeah. So like, so like uh, the the way that he lives his lifestyle that's sort of based on Mark Wahlberg. Mm. The the storylines involving films they've taken a lot from Tobey Maguire. Wow. But in terms of his personality, is Tobey Maguire involved? Does he know they're ripping him off? I don't know, but. <laughs> But but the thing that's funny is that in terms of personality, t- Vincent Chase is based on Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah, and that doesn't bode well for Leonardo DiCaprio. I mean, because no. Vincent Chase is a fucking asshole. Yeah, he's a selfish, arrogant prick. Yeah, you know, and you're just like, hmm, hmm. yeah, I guess so. I uh, but but you know what? I was ex- I'm excited about the movie. Was mm. like Calvin it, Harris at the beginning? The DJ? I think so. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I looked at DJ, but I
1: just thought, is this even *Rounds* anymore? I mean, how long ago was that show? It just feels like the. Pop culture has moved on a
0: lot. It has, it has. I mean, it's not as big as it was, but at least it's happening relatively. Soon. Like when did it finish? I think it finished a couple of years ago.
1: Yeah, I know it was a couple of years ago, but like,
0: I didn't, it doesn't, it doesn't I seem like it doesn't seem
1: like you would talk about Entourage in the same conversation as like Game of Thrones or Walking Dead or Breaking Bad. I mean,
0: absolutely not. But I think the movie's coming at the right time in the sense that the show's been gone just long enough for you to miss it.
1: But if it's gone any longer, people forget. Yeah,
0: you know, I mean, like, I think it's—I think the movie's coming at the right time, yeah. and you know, as long as they keep, as long as they have kept the, the budget somewhat reasonable, it should—it should make its money back. And
1: I did get the joke about the news be fat with turtle. Yeah, that's easy.
0: Yeah, kind of worked out.
1: The trailer that dropped a while ago over the Christmas period, uh, "Good Kill." Did you see this? Yes, I saw this. Did I you saw see this. the poster? For this? Yes, very cool. The poster is awesome. It's like an Ollie Moss style uh, post It's just red Ethan, background. Ethan real. Hawk
0: is just having. He's he's on a roll. He's I mean, making the
1: best choices imaginable.
0: It's like he's really making really good films. So this is an Andrew. Uh, this is a
1: directed, written, and directed by Andrew Nickel. The, the, the director of Gattaca and Lord of War, and the writer of the Truman Show.
0: Yep, he also directed The Host, but we won't go into that.
1: Yeah, look it down as IMDb. What was The Host again?
0: That was a paycheck. <laughs> <laughs>
1: But this is all about the drone pilots, and it is literally. I mean, I remember reading. I mean, maybe it's based upon the same article because you know sometimes the story is based upon an article. Yeah, yeah. There yeah. was an article about like the drone pilots are literally sitting in a shipping container yeah. on an airfield, and yeah. this has a shipping container on an airfield. Yeah. And it's Ethan Hawke, uh, Bruce Greenwood's commander, General Jones's wife, Zoe Kravitz's uh, Kravitz is a uh, similar. They, they fly drones. Yeah, they fly drones. And, they cl- and look this is them. this
0: is a guy who who has seen combat. He was a he was a fighter pilot. He fought in Iraq, and um, and now basically everything is done, you know, oh, like yeah. thousands of miles. You're, you're killing people while you're thousands of miles away and it's starting to play on his consciousness. Hmm. Um, conscience. Consciousness. Consciousness, sorry. consciousness No, and his consciousness, though,
1: because there, there has been... The, I distinctly remember a couple of years ago reading an article about this when it started really getting to prominence about how many drone strikes were going on and stuff. Yeah, well, I mean, a lot, and of, these, even a lot though, of these people,
0: like, they're, they're recruited from the malls because they're recruited because they're gamers.
1: No, that's a little bit of it, but there's also... There's a point of the point of this article about two or two, three years ago was that this, even though, you know, it's on screen and all that has stuff, mm. it's not a video game. Yeah. And it does have an emotional toll on these people after a while, where eventually yeah. they finally, like, you know, there's a very, there's a very clear shot in it of oh, they've given the go. Cause what the, the drones do is paint the target with a laser so that the missile strike comes from the plane. Yeah. the drones just have no armaments or whatever. They're yeah. too lightly, uh, yeah. they're too lightly uh,
0: equipped. Something happens in the trailer. And some kids wander into shot. Yeah. And they, they, but this is,
1: this has happened. And you, you know, the US government now, if there is a drone strike out somewhere, I mean, they classify uh, enemy combatants as the people who got killed. Yeah. There's been point, there's, there has been recorded incidents of People under the age of 18, 16, who have been like kids, basically, who have been classified as enemy combatants, and not, that age is not mentioned in the reports because they're covering up their shit. Yes. Yeah. And that does have a toll on these guys, because the cameras have such a quality, they can see this shit happening. Yeah, 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 So, I've heard this, again, it's, I don't know, there was no based on a true story or like that kind of thing on it, but it
0: does look, as I said, from this article, it, it hits a lot of those beats. Yes. I mean, like, uh, it played in a, quite a few film festivals, and the reviews that came out of the festivals suggest that, that the, the concept is, 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 uh, better than the actual execution. Oh, really? Um, I mean, there, there are mixed reviews. Like, some of the reviews are really good. Yeah. Um, and there's no bad reviews. It's just that the, the reviews that are not glowing essentially say that, you know, that the thing about Andrew Nichol is that he's a great idea guy, but he doesn't always know how to execute his ideas. I mean, he's always like the landing. You know, it's like, uh, I mean, I think Gattaca is one of the best science fiction films ever. You know, it's an amazing film, and um, and, and his script for uh, the Truman Show oh. is is a great, great script.
1: Have you like read it, or are you just going off the movie? Just going off the
0: movie. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, and, and I and I'm a big <clears throat> fan of Lord of War. I mean, I, I I can't I don't know why that movie didn't do. well. That's Nicolas Cage, one, right? Nicolas Cage, and Ethan Hawke. You know, yeah. it's it's a really really good film. I mean, the opening credit sequence is one of the best opening credit sequences I've ever seen, which shows you the the journey of a bullet from when it's made to when it gets fired. And people say I talk fast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really really good <laughs> Andrew uh, but, yeah, gets, but, it yes, really I, gets you good going but, looks yes, really good. I, but yes I have seen the trailer there's a beautiful
1: shot of an F-16 skimming the sand which I don't know whether it's a, a dream sequence or whatever but mm-hmm. it just looks cool um, in another, kind of, another trailer that is just like more A giving away your own plot and B why are this cast in this movie the Lazarus effect
0: yes I was just about to mention that it's uh, yeah, it's and, got Evan
1: Peters who was Quicksilver in the recent X Men movie. Yep, yeah, it's, it's got, got uh, Olivia Wilde. Wilde. If you look at the, it's I, got I, Donald if, Glover. If you look at the IMDb page, it says like cast ranked by the IMDb star meter, mm-hmm. and Evan Peters doesn't even have a character name, but he's top right. with Olivia Wilde second. Right, I disagree with that summation
0: I I, I would disagree with
1: that as well. Yeah, um, Mark Duplass is a big indie star as well, right? Yes, yes. And then uh, Donald Glover I'm is sure. like, okay, fair enough. Community's over, right? Yeah, but.
0: But didn't Donald Glover leave Community before it finished?
1: I don't know. I never, well, I, I stopped the season after Dan, when Dan Hammond left and I never got back into it to see how it ended when he came back. Right, right. right. I think they finished,
0: right? Uh, no. Aren't they continuing on Amazon?
1: Uh, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, it, what, like it's, it's like, like the, the sh- they work, they work there now.
0: The show just won't fucking die. No. It just, just keeps coming back.
1: But the, uh, I, I saw one or two episodes of the Dan the show and it was just, Something was missing. It was a micrometer off. It was like weird. It was like Planet of the Body Snatchers. Like there's right.
0: something off here. But, but this is a this, spo- don't spoil a, it because this fucking trailer spoils itself. This, yeah, this trailer spoils everything. Yeah, it even spoils like a major character death. Yes, and you're just like, what? What? <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> I mean, I mean, you kind of figure that the the the, the, the dude's gonna die because you know. Yeah. The,
1: the the whole point of this is they're doing experiments on dogs with the Lazarus Serum. Guess what it does? It brings things back from the dead and the dog's a bit weird and that's fine. And you could probably, from that point onwards, it should be a series of cuts, intricate cuts of just horror scenes. Yeah. But instead, they show you one character killing another character and fucking, what?
0: Yeah. I mean, basically it tells you the entire, I mean, if there's anything left that they haven't showed, I I really like know what it is. Yeah. And, And the thing is, I don't understand why they did it because the movie doesn't look bad. Hmm. It does, I mean, it's, it looks inspired. It looks, it looks. It's from the fucking producers of Insidious and Paranormal Activity, so you know what you're gonna get. No yeah. jump scares galore. Yeah. So in as far as as far as schlock horror goes, it doesn't look bad at all. Well, unless which it turns is, into a Monte in the third act, it, which you you
1: know yeah okay. you could do could, could you do, do you know, you know maybe you know. maybe dead character in the you know, the closet gets together never with never. dead character who's still alive who you know uh, there you go. I mean, it, I, I feel I feel like we shouldn't spoil it in case someone doesn't see it and sees the movie, yeah. but
0: like. When was the last time you went to see a movie without watching any publicity material? It's never happened. I have. When? Never. Never. <laughs> yeah, there's been there's been few. You at the very least you've seen a trailer or a teaser or something or a no, TV spot. No, 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 you've no. seen some things I would see without anything. Oh really? Yeah. No I
1: might have been at might have been at the Dublin International Film Festival. I think I might have seen Garden State, not knowing a fucking thing about it.
0: Yeah, it's funny that you bring up Garden State because I'm going to bring that up later. Oh, really? Yeah. Any more trailers from you? Uh, nah. Yeah. Because we record this live, I don't care I'm not cutting it out. Cool stuff. You got any cool stuff this week? I got some cool stuff. Have you got a poster? No, no. Oh. This, this is, uh... If you go to, uh...
1: Shock toys.
0: Shok. S-H-I-O-K. Oh, this is a local thing? It's a local thing. I don't even know what that means, but it's, it's a local it, word. It's not a local cool thing, but it's oh. a local store. All right. Uh, the, the actual store itself is in, uh... Is that... Is in, in a leisure in the curve. Okay, um, but you can. Is that where we picked up your batman? Yes, might have been. Can't remember. I remember. It might have been. I can't remember. Anyway, so but uh, but if you don't want to go over there, you can order the stuff from their homepage. Yeah, um, and if you're one of our
1: two listeners in the U.S. or this, in Singapore, you look...
0: Well, I mean, anything that's anything that's here, like you, you can easily get this stuff in the states. It's okay. no problem. So what is it? Um, this is, you know, you, you know, like a, it's the dancing group but it's uh, it, it doesn't dance right but um, so it's not a dancing Groot? it's the it's the it's the little Groot in his pot and it comes with um, interchangeable you can you can change the limbs it's fully posable it doesn't actually dance but it is the most accurate looking little Screen Groot. accurate yeah um, is this the official marvel one or it's by hot toys oh okay and is actually, that the, is
1: that the official official one because there's there's multiple versions there's around.
0: multiple versions there is a dancing there is a dancing version that's coming up but um, that's that, still not that is it hmm? is that still marvel It's not, it's not out yet, no. Uh, but this is by, this is by Hot Toys. Has any of your pre-order shit arrived yet? No. And thank God. (laughs) Thank God, because that's gonna hit me like a ton of bricks. There's there's a lot of money that's (laughs) gonna hit your wallet like a ton of bricks. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, uh, this is very affordable. It's 128 ringgit. Oh. Um, and it looks, it looks very cool. I mean, it is the, you know, you can, you can pose it to look like he's in the middle of a dance. Does it have interchangeable heads
1: or is he smiling the whole time?
0: Uh it doesn't have interchangeable heads, but it has interchangeable limbs and yeah. and it's fully posable. Cool. So there's that. Also, just going into posters.
1: Um
0: There's this um website called scuzzles.com. And um Skuzzles. scuzzles.com. And you spell that for our listeners back home. Uh, S K U Z Z L E S.com. Um a lot of their posters are sold out, but some of them are still available, and their posters are very, very, very cool. Uh, my personal favorite is this one of, uh, for Bloodsport. I'm already in love with the Teen Wolf one. Yeah, the Teen Wolf, there's the, the Teen Wolf one, and the Bloodsport one. Is so these are, these are, these are painted
1: artifacts. These are painted posters. And um, the Teen Wolf one looks like the poster. It's got him smiling and looking in like, it's got the van with Styles on. Well, styles even even there, right?
0: even the tagline is the same as the the, the original. Yeah, it's like, but it's, I'm trying to think what.
1: There's someone else who does a style like this. Um, oh, that War Game one was good. It's not Ali Moss. Someone else who does something like this style, right? Well, Killian Eng also does uh, Toxic Crusaders. Holy shit, that looks awesome. I know this is by Tom Whelan. So the Tom Whelan one is very poppy art. Yes, uh, there's also another. Piece. I actually, I'm in love with that squiggle in the corner.
0: That's amazing. <laughs> That's our new website design, by the way. Cool. And uh, Killian- oh my god, I love that. What this one? The Stargate one. Yeah, I know. It's really this, good. This is by Killian Eng. Killian Eng is also another artist. It's very, very cool. He does a lot of cool stuff. That's nice. Yeah. So yeah, if you like, if you like posters, I highly recommend this site. They recently released this Rocky Four one that I wanted, but it sold out in minutes.
1: What is What is that stuff? It's not like that kind of it's like it, there's some flat colors on it oh my god that's amazing yeah so that that has got even drago as like mount rushmore with a, a, with, a, with a burning fucking hammer and sickle in the sky and rocky hiking up the hill towards it yeah yeah but does that you know what i mean the colors are flat. i mean like the design is not flat but the colors are very flat i don't know what this, this i didn't go to art school what do you call that posters <laughs> i'll post some of these on the site and link on the show notes so you can have a look there yeah uh, some other cool stuff. That's yeah. I was looking at that one and see that. It's yeah. very fucking cool. The actual. The is that a face with the, the, the windows? Face, yeah, those windows? Yeah, yeah. The Amityville windows. Again, yeah. for those of you listening at home, it's an Amityville poster, but those famous um, quarter-circle windows are the eyes of someone's face.
0: So, like, if this wasn't sold out, I'd get this right now.
1: Killer clown smears face.
0: So yeah, that, that's my cool stuff. Yeah,
1: great, 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 great radio. You gotta describe what you're doing.
0: Oh yeah, well, we'll be posting all this stuff up. Yeah, I know, but still,
1: they, people might be on the bus. I don't know if you can home and forget later. Right. Um, hey Dave, are you on the bus? Um, the very cool thing that popped up this week is that uh, at the end of end of January, beginning of February, um, Leica, who make Coraline, The Box Trolls, and Paranormal, they're having an auction. They're yes. having an auction. Yeah. So they'll be auctioning off some of their maquettes, 250 puppets, props, models, and other art right pieces up for, grab, for grabs. Um, This is going to be via – they're doing an exhibition as well. So if you are happen to be uh, our listeners in the U.S., they're doing uh, shows in Dallas, New York, and Beverly Hills. And it'll be Heritage Auctions website has the the details on the actual auction itself. I'm sure it's going to be fucking expensive to buy another another mother, the other mother from Caroline. But I'm sure there's going to be some smaller things. Because even the – I didn't see the – I think I still have a PDF of the – auction booklet for the Battlestar Galactica auction. Because I think they were, I think that was heritage auctions as well. And there were certain things there that were, well, the list price was reasonable. Yeah. Like they would have gone for a couple of hundred dollars instead of a couple of thousand. I mean, I wasn't going to pay, I wasn't going to bid on the full-size vi- Viper. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Would have been cool. Would have been very cool. Just like <laughs> put in my living room and watch the telly. <laughs> sit in the full-size Viper.
0: <laughs> they had a full-size silent Raider as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, just put that on the lawn, you know, like. <laughs> I gotta park on the street. <laughs> As anyone walks
1: by, there's a motion detector that sets off the fucking eye.
0: That that show is actually due for a a re-watch. a revisit. Yeah, I remember when I was watching it. It was like it was real. It was what? It was like uh, I f- felt real when I, was, yeah, I, you know, when you're watching that show. You're just like I, I genuinely, I was genuinely concerned. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what? What? What, what, what are those gonna happen now?
2: <laughs> you know?
0: But, but, that, so, so what now? <laughs> but they don't have enough! I'm still, uh, I still don't like how they handled the whole Starbucks thing. No. That was just like, that's a fucking cop out.
1: That is going to go in the, in the overall, um. Fracking
0: Gaius Baltar.
1: <laughs> in the overall. Uh, you know, look back of history. That is
0: part of the whole. I need to get TV my... writers when you pitch. I mean, this is why studios now ask, "Have you got an ending?" I need to get my fucking Colonel Ty autograph thing framed. <laughs> I, you, know, <laughs> you, know, you know, I got this right. I got, I got, I got like a colonel. I got a Colonel a, a signed, signed, a signed picture of Colonel Ty, and it's just to Gavin. Frac them all! <laughs> awesome. It's like that was that was my one sort of like Comic Con geek out moment. I think I can
1: remember the doors being blown off my mind when they started playing. Oh, was it all along the Watchtower? Yeah, yeah When yeah, they yeah. finally got together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, I yeah. did have that as my ringtone. Starbucks version of the piano. Yeah, yeah. No, no. Like,
0: like I remember that. Like when that when that happened, and you realized what it, what it was. When they walk it, into the room, all four of the five. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like yeah. there was one missing, right? Yeah, yeah. You were just like, holy shit! And
1: that <laughs> was the point where they had no fucking idea what they what were they doing. What they were doing. What they were doing. Exactly yeah. right. Because yeah. I've you've heard it since then, like, originally they wanted someone else to walk in the room as well. Yeah. All yeah, this yeah, 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 yeah. other crap. And then there were elements of the end I liked. Yeah. But yeah, they totally stopped the Starbuck. Um, having head six and head Voltaire hanging hang around at the end was a bit, which look over wrong fucking Ronald D. Moore's fucking shoulder while he's reading science today is not a good fucking thing to do. Yeah. Blanca. I was looking at Heli- I was looking at a list of things of TV shows that when they're airing for the coming season. Didn't realize Helix is still going. Oh,
0: you is have seen it? that. Yeah, no, I haven't, haven't seen it. No, you're going more cool stuff. No, that's it.
1: We should just do another pod. We should just do. That. Everyone's doing it. Like there's uh, other podcasts into like a video game podcast. They've launched like a Lost rewatch and a Twin Peaks rewatch. Mm-hmm.
0: I would actually like to do um like a like a John Carpenter podcast, like a filmmakers podcast. You know, we watch like three films of a certain filmmaker, like John. Mm. The first thing that pops into my mind is John Carpenter for some bizarre reason. You know, mm. like I'm thinking the fog, the thing, and fucking Just you know, like of Prince Dragon. of Darkness or In the Mouth of Madness because I've always felt that's a very underrated, mm. underrated film. Nice thing to see. I've never I because
1: remember the cover freaked me out. I've never actually seen the Prince of Darkness. You never seen Prince of Darkness? I've never seen Prince of Darkness? That's fucking cool. Huh? We should do. About I live. I live. I live. We should I live. do. a sorry, I podcast. <laughs> we should. As well. We should. We should. So say we all. Yeah, so say we all Don't you go frack yourself It was such a
0: great way Of getting fuck in In a show Yeah You know And I didn't realize
1: Because I had a Twitter argument With someone about I thought that frack Wasn't so much in the original show But it was they did say <laughs> no, "frack" in the seventies.
0: I know, I know. And then, like KFC, <laughs> KFC came out with the big fracket the big fracking bucket, <laughs> and they had to change it because parents got pissed off. It's no, like no, you no, know what this word no, means. <laughs> they, I think they, they might have
1: worked Felger carbon. At Give well me at the one big right? fracking bucket. They really worked. They worked Felger carbon at one point as well. Right? Mm. Felger carbon was their version of shit as well yeah. as fuck yeah. yeah, yeah. I just remember I I, I subjected my flatmates to the um, miniseries. Mm-hmm. That was pretty good. Because I think I'd, we'd see, I'd seen the, and then you watch 33, the pilot, mm-hmm. one of the old, uh, not the pilot, the first episode, mm-hmm. where it's literally straight out of the miniseries. Mm-hmm. And it's the most, like for people who haven't seen the miniseries, it's one of the weirdest first episodes of a show ever. Because everyone looks like shit. Yeah. Because by this point, they've been on the run for a week. Mm-hmm. And every 33 minutes, they jump in. They've got 33 minutes to charge their jump engines. Then yep. the Cylons arrive and they jump out.
0: Oh, that was great. That was such a great episode. So, <laughs> so
1: good. Like, stat the clock. I
0: was like, oh my God. Emails. Okay.
1: Are we in the morning? Huh?
0: We're good? Yeah, we're good. We're good. First email
1: comes in from my cousin Neil again.
0: All oh, right. So, so. What What? What was the bullshit about? So, we're idiots. Oh, are we?
1: Because
0: uh, in that podcast, at the end. This is you- getting off to a flying start, Neil. You know, yeah. it's like, I, I like you already.
1: How are you, Ian? I'm hoping I didn't get this wrong, but in that podcasting question, at the end, you did a tester word thing to put the word bullshit in the email to prove that whoever emailed listened to the very end. Oh. So we're idiots. Right. we the only person who listens to the very end, and we're like, what the fuck are you talking
0: about? <laughs> but you do realize, Neil, that by the time we get to the end of the podcast, we're pretty drunk.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Obviously I wouldn't think anything you or Gab would say is bullshit so he heard the plug as well. He was giggling like a... Well, I'm not sure if I should read this but fuck it. He was giggling like a schoolgirl hearing his name, Neil, Nevins, being read out in the podcast. Our and, pleasure, uh, Neil. Thank
0: you for listening to the end.
1: He says, uh, thanks for keeping informed nearly uh, nearly all, nearly all the time both of you are spot on with the reviews so it'll be interesting to see what that's all about. Yeah. And looking forward to listening to the next podcast and hearing what you make of Channing Tatum being cast as Gambit. That was quite a while ago. We might have... Passed over that in the podcast. Um, you
0: know, I mean, I, I've seen. I, I I'm actually cool with Channing Tatum as Gambit. Yeah. I, I like Channing Tatum.
1: I mean, Gambit's yeah. a no nothing character, and Channing Tatum can be a no nothing. And character. I was and
0: I was never a huge Gambit fan. You know, he I has mean, a like, really nice coat. Yeah, I mean, look. He, what the
1: fuck was that thing on his head?
0: I don't know. I mean, he was wearing they,
1: a body. He was he wait. He's wearing a body condom, but with his hair out. You
0: no, know, Gambit to me is very much like a, something the '90s just shat out. Yeah, you know, it's he like, is like
1: he is the personification of.
0: Pockets on everything. Like to me, Gambit is. Pockets on everything. Pockets on everything, you know? It's like, and. and... Like he's got
1: elements of pink and purple in his, and, p- and piping in his outfit.
0: Yeah, I mean, he's. I think he's he's an important character for a specific generation of comic book fans. Uh, um, he's an
1: important character for anyone who watched the X Men cartoon on Fox. Yes, yes, which was a cool cartoon. Which was a cool cartoon, and in car- th- th- that he th- wasn't th- too th- bad. I th- hey, share. Yes, yeah, yeah. His accent yeah. was fucking his, brilliant. His, his accent was fucking brilliant. If you if, know you, I mean? if like, you have a look, um, I think it's Chris Sims who does the. He used to do the ISB blog or whatever like that. He's on Comics Alliance. They did a rewatch of the whole show. So it's not uh, audio, it's, it's text. Yeah. And they just talk about how fucked up Gambit is a lot. Yeah. And that's
0: on the Comics Alliance website. I mean, the whole thing with the Gambit movie, I mean, honestly, what I'm really interested in, it, it, what I'm really interested to in know is who's making it. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not so concerned well, about. The, what's
1: her name? Uh, Terminator producer lady. Well, yeah. Gail yeah. Ann
0: Hurd? No. Uh, I mean, she might, she might be involved, but, shooter, but even. Shooter, Gail Ann Hurd. Yeah. Shooter yeah. Donner. Is no, the other Gail Ann Hurd was, um, she was involved in producing um, walk, shoot, *Walking Dead*. It was Shooter Donner right? Shooter Donner is the one involved yeah. in the uh, *The, the X Men* films. X-Men, yeah. Um,
1: I get those two strong, independent, powerful women of Hollywood mixed up. Yeah. Because I'm sexist.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I, you know, Channing Tatum as Gambit—it doesn't really bug me. No. Uh, also, I did see a piece of fan art that uh, showed what he would look like in oh, the, yeah. in the in the comic book outfit, and he looks fine. You know, and is Gambit still around? I don't think in so. The comics? no, 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 no. no. But it didn't kill him, like, you just... No, no, they didn't kill him. I mean, I'm not entirely sure, broke them, I mean, broke I kind of, I kind of, you know... That, I, that I, recent... I, I checked out, I checked out, I took a bath on that, you know. Did you... <laughs> I, I did
1: download the... Is Oliver Kweipel or something like that? There the, the, the was the, the comicsology sale over Christmas. Ah, uh, yes. Did you spend much?
0: Um, no. I, I spent, uh... I bought. I didn't buy much Marvel stuff. I bought a shitload of DC stuff, mm. um, and I haven't read any of them.
1: <laughs> I have read. Uh, I, got, I haven't read any of them. I got the collected edition of the X Men. That's the all female team. Uh-huh. I can't remember. That's why I think I'm thinking all of it quite pal, but I can't remember why I think. Just the want name. you to know,
0: you lost me on all female team with Storm. The whole thing. Yeah. Have you heard about that recently. How oh. interesting can it be? <laughs>
1: Dick. I'm just kidding.
0: No, but you remember it was, it was it
1: was a big thing last year. I can't remember it was yes. Sean Phillips or someone be writing, writing it. I can't remember it was someone cool writing it. Yeah, I got that. I got Saga. I got. Uh, I finished off my collection of Saga. Sex Criminals. Yeah. The Mad Fraction. Faction. Fraction. I was mostly Fraction. Faction. Faction. Yeah. Um. You got more DC stuff? Did you get the, like part of the Swamp Thing and stuff like that, or?
0: Uh, no, no, I didn't get the Swamp Thing stuff. Um, I because I, I mean I had that. Um, mm. so I, I got I got like a whole bunch of Batman, Superman, and, and Wonder Woman stuff. Just to catch up mm. a little bit, some Green Lantern. <laughs> so yeah, uh, thank you, Neil, for listening to the end.
1: Yeah, again,
0: <laughs> again, I, I, I'm, I'm really not bothered by Channing Tatum as Gambit. I think you will probably do a good job. I've, I've, I've become a Channing Tatum convert in the last few years. Mm. You know, he's to me, if if you can do funny, you can do a lot of stuff. And uh, and he's really good in this film called uh, A Guide to Recognizing Your Saints. Oh yeah, I've heard about yeah, that. He's really good in that, and uh, I haven't seen Fox Fox Ca- Foxcatcher, but no. he's supposed to be amazing in that.
1: Yeah, and it's a complete departure yeah. from what he normally does. Yeah, yeah. Email number two comes in from Leslie, who says, "Which three actors would you like to see make a comeback in
0: 2015?" Uh, Michael Bean. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Bean. Hmm. Fucking. You know it's. Um. Not Norm Macdonald, the other guy.
1: Gilbert Gottfried. Yeah.
0: No, he's yeah. having
1: a, re- a podcast renaissance recently. He is, he
0: is. And he's
1: on the American version of The Apprentice. Is he? Yeah. Uh, what I want to do is sell this thing!
0: <laughs> <laughs> and did you, did you, have you, have you heard him read uh, Fifty Shades of Grey? Yes. <laughs> and, I? and then, I he touched my vagina. That's <laughs> one of the funniest
1: things have you heard? Have you listened yet to the podcast with Norm Macdonald? Yes, where the two it's of them go genius. off point about Michael Douglas and uh, Michael Kennedy. Douglas getting cancer from. Did
0: you? But did you see like <laughs> from, from, from Catherine C. Jones? No, but did you see the bit where they cut to like? Oh, you watched like, on YouTube. I listened to it. Oh right, right. So you didn't see the bit with Nick Swartz and how Nick Swartz's. Swanson. So, uh, Swanson.
1: From Parks and Rec.
0: No, no, no. That's that's Ron Swartzen. Well, Ron Swanson. The actor's name is Rick Offerman. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but but uh, this other. Guy, mind. I'll tell you He was, he, he was talking shit about, he, he he came up with this impersonation of Mr. Limpet, of, uh, when he's just, when he's, uh, when he's having sex, you know, and, and the, and the impersonation was, well, I'm coming in your butt! <laughs> you know, and then Norm McDonald's, like, changes the subject. Let's talk about this, uh, man greats, which is a sponsored thing. Yes, because Bill Burr does it as well. Yeah, and they, and they, and, and, you know, like, and this guy thought that, it was a joke, and he's like, "What is that? Like a genital wards thing?" And it's like, "No, God no, God no."
1: You should <laughs> always record. Your, these are these are all these ads are provided by a company called Midroll. Hey, give us a head us up Midroll, and most places record them separately. Right. Bill Burr just reads it in the middle of his podcast, and he's like, "He's reading the fucking he's reading the Did fucking ads." No, yeah. Uh, yeah. He's reading the fucking ad and he goes like, and he gets to the point where it's like, go to their website and use the code. And he's using thing thing birds. Like, why the fuck did these guys give giving the wrong code? <laughs> this is why we don't have right.
0: Uh We have some questions. So, no wait, so wait, Michael Bean, Mark yeah. Hamill, and uh, I forget. Yeah, it's just. Um, I'm, trying, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think. So like, you know, Michael Bean and Mark Hamill are the two. Names that pop up. Like, I want Mark Hamill to have a career renaissance. Mm. I want, I want outside to, of animation. Outside of animation. Like, you know, I mean, a lot of people uh, don't realize, but like, this guy's been, he's a prolific voice actor. Yeah. Um, he was
1: Nathan Lane in Guys and Dolls, according to the sentence. <laughs>
0: that's,
1: <laughs> that's the sum amount of knowledge I have of Guys and
0: Dolls. And, and you know what? Like, I, I want, like, I want Matthew Broderick. To, yes. I want Matthew Broderick to come back and become a huge star. Yeah. So those are my 3. And he they changed, all changed all, changed all, changed all changed. of them start with M. It's it's ridiculous. Michael B. Michael B. Alex Winter
1: got a big role again.
0: Alex Winter. Yes. You know, uh if 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 uh if this was last year who I would was have the said chick
1: the chick who was in Kiss Kiss Bang Bang? Michelle Monaghan. Michelle Monaghan. Like I know she was in she was in a a, a the possible Yeah, yeah. Well, I suppose mean, maybe she hasn't had a
0: she hasn't been like up there. there. I think she should get back up there. I think she should get back up there as well. She needs she to she needs, she needs. to do another Gone Baby Gone. Yeah. Uh, you know that Ben Affleck, he really needs a comeback. Yeah. The <laughs> guy playing Batman.
1: <laughs> it's hard to think of other actors. Where's Gene Wilder? He's still
0: alive or is he dead? He's still alive, he, but he's, you know, he's... Crazy. He's not crazy. He's just like, you know, he, he doesn't... Um, he was interviewed recently, actually.
1: Um, I'd like to see the Monty Pythons do something funny.
0: I'd like to see the Monty Pythons do something new.
1: Yeah, but I mean, like uh, John. No, but they're, they're doing that—that—that—that that, that, that absolutely anything. I would like. I would, but like, I would a, like to see John Cleese not being John Cleese. I would
0: like to see another season of Faulty Towers.
1: No, you don't. No, 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 no. no.
0: I, I think it would be great. Fuck like, off and die. I, it would be great. Like no. if they
1: did it properly. There's no way can, to do it properly. Can you imagine? It would be awful.
0: Can you imagine if they're all old and miserable? That'd be funny as shit. Where's Pin Not Penelope Keith. Who's the other one? Prunella Scales. Prunella Scales. Well, the last time I saw her was in Wolf. The Jack Nicholson film. Jesus, that was the last movie I saw her. I'm sure she's still around. T'Nella B. he She's never gone away, so she's always. I there. mean, that's a that's an amazing name. Even even as a child, like seeing Prunella, Prunella scales, scales. That's an amazing. And who, and I always him. thought
1: like that was his, his real wife, but at the time he was actually going out with the uh, maid, C- Uh Polly.
0: Polly. Yeah, Connie Booth. Connie Booth. Polly. <laughs> Drive carefully, dear. <laughs> Don't run over any mines or anything. I, I booked a room with a sea view. It's over there between the sky and the land. I was just doing it, you stupid woman. I had to come back down. <laughs> <laughs> it
1: would never... You cannot revisit that. I know, you can't. You can't. No. Okay? Uh, we have some questions via
0: Twitter. Okay?
1: Okay? Yeah. The, the casual racism, also the Irish the dodgy
0: Irish contactor. Prende What's his name? Moss. O'Reilly? O'Reilly? O'Reilly. O'Reilly, yes. You'd Prende go, you, you, Mos castles. Never mind, I'll do it, I'll do it. Thank you, thank you, Manuel. Don't mention the war. <laughs> They're Germans, don't mention the war. You didn't ask O'Reilly, did you? <laughs> now, now, if you'll excuse me, I have to speak to a professional builder. <laughs> now, hello, Mr. Stubbs? <laughs> uh, got a room? Got a room for tonight, mate. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh. Uh. Well, what we have? We have duck. Duck with orange. Duck with cherries. Waldorf duck salad. There's a joke
1: about Waldorf salad, right? I'd like a
0: Waldorf salad when the Americans would visit Yeah.
1: You. I'd like a Waldorf
0: salad. <laughs> oh, fuck. I want to go watch that now. Yeah, it's really good. Fuck this podcast. Let's we should watch do, do, that's that's <laughs> Okay,
1: no one's doing TV shows that long ago. We should do a Faulty Towers
0: rewatch. Okay, podcast. let's do a Faulty Towers rewatch. Okay, so we have
1: some questions via Twitter. Yep. Erm. Um, Ashzi? On Twitter says what sauce in your subway I'm glad you asked this question I prefer my subway trains clean what
0: what's wrong with you
1: subway trains right I don't like to, I don't like to sit on sticky things. well I
0: mean like I I, I presume you're talking about this I, no I know what he was saying because uh, oh yeah <laughs> no uh, I know what he was saying because I've oh, been fuck off, I've, I've been in a queue where um, and it's always a woman it's always a woman where they when they say like you know sauce and they're like everything
1: no, I've seen that just from Malaysians. You're Mongols, the Lotties. You know,
0: it's like, I'm, so I know what the guy means. Everyone like, I've, wants I've, so I've, much more chili. Every time I've seen someone do this, it's always been a chick. And I'm always looking at the sandwich, just going, but how can you as, taste anything? No, as
1: it? someone who worked in an office that was directly beside a subway and it has eaten enough subways that I know what yoga mats taste like because they put them in the bread. In general... It's Malaysians. No, Malaysians like their do sauce. Do tend to put like No, Malaysians, Malaysians like their sauce. Like, like the default meat. is everything. They look at me weird but I just say mayo and mustard. And in most of the subways in the city center in KL, mm-hmm. mustard is no longer an option. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Mustard What is the no fuck longer, is with no, no, that? I don't understand why. How do happened. you have... how? <laughs> I don't understand how that happened. How do you no. <laughs> have steak
1: and cheese without no fucking mustard? You don't put mayonnaise in that shit. Basically, Chili sauce? Basically,
0: here's my thing. Like if I'm on some kind of weird fucked up diet, then I'm just strictly salt and pepper and a little bit of olive oil. Okay. Olive oil, fuck that noise. No, however, if I'm not on some weird fucked up diet, if I'm having like a breakfast sandwich, mm-hmm. then I just want a little bit of chili sauce. That's all I want. Just a little bit of chili when sauce. When you're Malaysian, you'll always have chili sauce. You know, a little bit of chili sauce, maybe a little bit of sweet onion. Just, uh, you know, like. Sweet onion? Sweet do have out here? No, they have sweet onion here. But if it's anything else, Southwest Chipotle! <laughs> With also a little bit of ranch and a little bit of sweet onion. Just a little You'd bit. You'd never
1: know you spent a lot of time in California, you dick. <laughs> It's mayonnaise and it's mustard and everything else is gone.
0: I'm not a big mayo fan, <laughs> unless unless I'm having fries. What was that?
1: <laughs> what was that joke in Undercover Brother? Mayonnaise, the white man's <laughs> kryptonite, the black man's kryptonite, right?
0: Yeah, it's like you know. Wasn't Undercover Brother? Wasn't it's it? like if there's no seafood involved and there's no fries, then no mayo. Well, I mean,
1: tuna, you, tuna you get mayo. I don't like tuna. Tuna and chicken
0: sandwiches. I don't tuna, like. I don't tuna. like tuna. Oh, nice, you know,
1: a nice chicken sandwich with some. Just a little bit, just like roast chicken, like still warm, with a little mm-hmm. bit of butter in the sandwich, and then you put some mayo, you put a big dog of hellmans it's gotta you be helmet mayo. No, 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 almonds. no, you see,
0: like, if it's, if it's a roast chicken sandwich, I would rather have, like, I agree with the butter, spot on with the butter, mm-hmm. I would rather... White bread. White bread, exactly right. I would have just a dash, just a dash of ranch. <laughs> <laughs> Book rice <right. laughs> <laughs> Okay, so, but yeah, that's my answer.
1: And his update after this was, and I said, I told him, I was like, I'm going to treat this as a question as well. He said, like, and it's an important question, I swear. A lady in front of me just got every sauce in her sub. What kind of hippie? Again,
0: having eaten at Subway for... It's not unusual. It's not unusual. Sorry, Tom Jones just going through my head. Um, it's not, it's it's not it's, the, unusual the, the default, to have all the sauces.
1: Having had Subway, because it's like, I can get it. There's no O'Brien's reading nearby. I can get it. I can go back to my desk. I can work through it. And I can leave an hour early from the office. The default for local Malaysia seems, for KL at least, seem to be making you one with everything. The Buddhist fucking sauce. (laughs) Actually followed up with,
0: if art is a lie, are you a liar? I don't make art, so I'm fine. Um I don't think anyone could ever accuse any of my theater productions or films as being art. So no, I'm not a liar. Yay! Hey! <laughs>
1: boom boom. Yay! I'm a liar anyway though.
0: I mean, I, I used to lie a lot, particularly Your hair to looks really nice. To I used to lie, to lie a lot, you know, particularly to women. But now I'm married, so I don't, <laughs> I, don't, I, I, I don't do that anymore. Yeah, you do. Not to I'm much just point. going for one drink, honey. <laughs> I never <say laughs> that. I never said She knows that. better. She knows better. <laughs> I was very, you know, like, I made sure everything was on the brochure.
1: I'm a, I'm a freelance con- IT contractor, so I Should i lie on that out.
0: Yeah, it'll be done tomorrow. He lies all the time. Yeah.
1: How many calories, he followed up again, how many calories does Lip Balm have?
0: Okay, well, you see, the thing is with Lip You're Balm. You're not supposed to eat it. Yeah. No, the thing is the thing it is, goes balm- on your lips. I, I use this industrial strength fucking thing. What the fuck is that? It looks like sriracha sauce. This is Lucas's Paw Paw ointment. And I use this for everything, including as my lip balm. And this is everything like if I got an like itch, lube? if I got an itch, no, no, I don't use it for lube. Please, I use my wife's fucking moisturizer for that. Oh. <laughs> no, but um, this is is my... that all the whiskey we have? No, no, no. There's, <laughs> more. there's more. There's more. I'm just trying to finish off all these like half drunk bottles. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so, but this is Lucas's Paul Paul ointment. It's 15 grams in Lucas's
1: Paul Pot ointment. Paw Paw. Oh
0: pa paw pa paw pa paw But I use this for everything. Like, I got an itch. I got, like, a little bit of a rash. I rub that. I got my lips to dry. I rub that. You know, so I, I use it. You've got it. a
1: gaping wound. You rub that. And even at the, and even at you the back... You've got a gunshot wound to the and even, chest.
0: Even at the back, it does say, like, a, a local topical application for minor burns and skulls, sunburn, gra- gravel rash, cuts, and minor open wounds, insect bites, splinters, and nappy rash. Is it a so cream, cream can, or a paste? It's, a, it's, a, it's a, like, a... Like a clear sort of. You
1: know. mm. I've got. Have you heard of pseudo cream? Huh? Pseudo cream. No. That's my version. That's the Irish version. This is white, creamy stuff that you know, gunshot wounds to a bit of a, a bit of a, a sore.
0: No. The Malaysians don't go running off to the doctor every cold, fever, or broken bone. No. <laughs> but yeah, 15 grams net. Have you ever read any Jeff Noon books?
1: No. He wrote a book
0: called Vert. Which <laughs> I don't read. And <laughs> <laughs> not like they use Vaz. It's
1: Vaseline, but it's kind of like. <laughs> it's future Vaz and they, they use it for opening locks and you
0: George Michael you ever call me a fucking idiot again and I'll stick this up your hole <laughs> the one you don't sing out of what that'll be the day I'm telling you it's coming so keep your Vaseline handy reach on Ho from Facebook says
1: Gone Girl and in general book adaptations now that wasn't a question so I said make it in the form of a question so he said how the
0: movie is always better ha 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 bring on the paint how the movie's always better? Yeah. But so I haven't seen *Gone Girl*, but the movie's not usually always better. No. Well, no. So it, uh, yeah, it's not. I mean, but I, 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 I is, this is a director speaking. It's Who is we. This? It's uh,
1: Joe. Jo. We, we John Cho.
0: Oh! Oh! Right! 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 No, but I disagree with him. I don't think that the movie adaptations are usually better. Yeah. Like, like I haven't read *Gone Girl*, but it was a great film. Yeah. Uh, but most of the time, if I've read the book, the film usually disappoints yeah I mean The
1: Lord of the Rings is the sweet spot for me because I read it so long ago and there's there three big fucking books that I wasn't reading it when I again, when I saw it, those when if, I saw those hit, I, hit, I must object your honour po- c- point of order
0: can I finish please can oh. I finish <laughs> we've already we've already apologized can for I my energy silly neon can I finish please <laughs> okay I'm finished
1: <laughs> <laughs> um the, the Lord of the Rings hit a sweet spot for me in that it was long It was long enough after I'd read the books, because I was 12, that I remembered the, the key parts, mm. so I'd kind of forgotten that Gandalf died, spoiler, but didn't really. But, then, but I also knew that Tom Bombadil was not worth wasting time on. Yes. No. So I came out thinking, great, but a
0: friend of mine had seen it just recently, I read it just recently, and she was super pissed off. No, but then again, and I say this as a fan of the books, if you had made... A faithful adaptation of the Lord of the Rings books, the movie would have sucked. Mm. It's not a very. I mean, there wouldn't have gotten past Tom. There, there's a reason why, for years, it was known as the unfilmable book. Yeah. Because you cannot be faithful. There's a shitload of poems. There's a shitload of stuff in there that's fucking boring. It was only when <laughs> Jackson
1: had three films under his belt that he yeah. decided, "I'm going to start putting the songs in properly."
0: Yeah. You know, I mean, there's a. I mean, like, if you try and read Lord of the Rings now, it's hard. Yeah. It's no, it's hard. hard then. It's hard to read because there's a lot of Elvish. Well, not only that. And dwarvish, not, and family not, trees, not and that, just the, like the, the poems Tolkien, and poems. Tolkien, Tolkien was not an exciting writer. Mm. Like, he had exciting ideas, but his sense of pacing was atrocious. And then they walk some more. Yeah. You know, and, and, no, when, you, I, and when you i, I rather, I,
1: I, I, like, to be honest, I skipped a lot of the poems. It's like, and then he sang a song. It's like, right, skip on until that formatting's gone. Yeah.
0: I mean, I mean, like, for me, like, a really successful adaptation for me would be Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Mm. You know, I mean, like, uh. We were
1: somewhere near Barstow on the edge of the desert when the drugs finally took hold. First line of the book, first line of the movie. Yeah. Job done. Yeah. The book wanders off the fuck at the end. Yeah. So does the movie. Yeah.
0: But the thing is, is that I, like, as a fan of the book, Watching the film, I thought like this is the best possible adaptation. Yeah. Um, I do not feel that way about most adaptations. Um, I think I think that eighty percent of the Harry Potter movies are absolutely shit. And, really? And one of the reasons they're shit is because they are so faithful to the books. Well, the first I, I mean, couple I, were very I, faithful.
1: Like, I mean, it was. I mean, what was the name? Paran went off a bit. and That was good. Yeah. You um, know. Um, but, but have like, you read all the books?
0: I've read all of them except uh, the last one. <laughs> I mean, that's coming from me. That's an insult. I was unemployed when a lot of these books came out. <laughs> there was very little for me to do. I was, I, was, hey, I was living... I, was living hey, hey. I read the first four hey. books living with this girl. That means... Was, hey, just,
1: hey, that means you can no longer scoff at my... It was a dark time fucking for reason for watching Twilight. All of it. Dude.
0: Twilight and Harry
1: Potter are not, you read the books.
0: Are not in the same... You Potter read the Potter books. <laughs> you
1: read the books. I, I didn't read the books of Twilight. I watched the movies. I'm a fan of film. Oh, Jesus. I need oh. to see what
0: they're about. Oh, let's let's all, let's all let's just you know. Don't
1: make me glass you.
0: You see this? This is me. This is me playing "Go Fuck Yourself" on the world's biggest cello. See this? <laughs> this is the world's
1: smallest cello. Because <laughs> that's how much yeah. I care.
0: Any more, any more emails? Yeah. Oh shit. Uh, Kai Bahar
1: says Ant Man trailer again. Malaysians fucking uh, in the form of a question.
0: Ant Man trailer. We talked about it already. We've so nailed it. Yeah.
1: We've got to do reviews now. <laughs> My reviews won't take long. Okay, I got. I'm looking at the Hobbit, the Battle of the Five Armies, because I haven't made notes for these ones. Frank. No, I are not pausing. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I'll just go straight into Frank. UK, okay, when Frank Slybom was on TV, right? Yes. So you remember seeing him from like the word and all yes, that shit. Yes, like, yes, he was yes. always a background presence in my youth growing up. Yes. For those of you who don't know, he was a guy it's a guy called Frank C Christy CD, I think, was his name, and he's a light entertainer who wore a paper mache head that was giant. Mm-hmm. And he played little songs on the ukulele.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Now, uh John Ronson, who's a writer, I was gonna mix up with Mark Ronson, who's a musician. He's, yeah. He knew this guy and they've taken that as a very rough jumping off point. So having watched this was one of the big movies last year, uh, Michael is in it. It's directed by Lenny Abrams, or Abrahamson, Abraham, Abramson who I've heard of from a movie called Adam and Paul mm. about two heroin addicts in Dublin fighting over a takeaway. Mm-hmm. Um, and this movie, essentially, he's got Donald Gleason, who's Brendan Gleason's son and has been in About Time and it's very much a an everyman character. He's playing the everyman. It's just, I'm, I'm, I love that he's a ginger everyman, but he's an everyman. Yeah. And in this, he is going to, he's, hang, he's trying to write songs. He's terrible at it. Yeah. Uh, and he happens upon this band because their keyboard player is trying to kill himself in the scene. And they need a keyboard player that night. And he says, oh, should I come to rehearsal? Like, no, do you know CF and G? You're in. They're this weird fucking band. Maggie yeah. Gillenhall plays, playing, any of them playing, any, saying any of them play their instruments is loose. To right. say the least. Yeah. And they asked all the reasons to go with them to Ar- to Ireland for this thing, which means that the whole beginning part is supposed to be in, in England, but they're driving on the way to get to the seaport to go to Do- Ireland. Mm-hmm. They're driving in the M50 in Dublin. Right. <laughs> so they shut it all in, in Ireland. Ireland. Right. <laughs> which is kind of interesting to see the signs being sieged out to say Wales. Right, right, right. Um, and it, he thought it was a gig in Ireland, but it turns out they're recording the album, and this takes them 11 months. Oh. In this shithole, shithole nowhere out of place. so there's a whole thing of like, Frank is, it's this whole outsider thing. Mm-hmm. So they've captured the spirit of Frank, uh, something about him in that. He was just like outsider comedy. Mm-hmm. This is outsider music. Mm-hmm. Um, Frank would like people to like his music. Mm-hmm. Maggie Gyllenhaal think that's a fool's errand. Mm-hmm. She would prefer if people didn't like their music. I think it's Gyllenhaal. Gyllenhaal. It? Gyllenhaal, Gyllenhaal. I don't care. Yeah. Okay. She would prefer they don't. Right, like like she thinks that actually doing anything to make people like their music is a bad thing. And is she playing American? Uh, yeah, like she's playing herself. Like I mean, she seemed, she tends to play herself in a lot of things in a way. Like she's right. there's a type she plays, right? Yeah. Um, Michael Fassbender is Frank, and the helmet, the hat stays on for most of it. Like he does not, and like that's part of the conceit of the movie. Is like he's uh, Donald Reese is talking to the other uh, the, the sound recording engineer about like. Does it ever come off? Like is it a beard? How does it work? All this kind of stuff. And there's a there's a lot of comedy in that, but it's also just a it's very much a band movie. It's like a commitment. Right. You know? They have this whole build-up to South by Southwest in the UK in the US, which is this huge music festival, and it all goes horribly wrong. As it will. But the way it does and the way it's shot and everything is very, very cool and very fun. It's quite funny, but it's more of an art it's more arty than comedic. Right. If you know what I mean. But I still really enjoyed it. Right. Um, it's kind of weird seeing the plastic head and hearing Michael Fassbender's corkish Americanish accent, right? Because he's not doing cork, yeah, where he's from, or yeah. German, where he's also from, yeah. But he's doing American, and right. it's it's all about being an outsider and generating your own music, and everyone thinks everything they do is shit. And the effect of somebody who actually has no artistic soul on that, but thinks they want to, and that and in a way it's slightly depressing. It's a message of like you're not that guy. And you'll never be that guy. Right. So that's kind of a odd message to give. Mm-hmm. Like at certain mm-hmm. points, that, that, that Donald Beeson character, he tries to give artistic voice and it's shit. Right. And there's another guy who says like, yeah, here's a song I wrote. It's, it's just to show you, you're not the only one who's shit. And it's a beautiful piece of music. The music is quite cool. Right. But it's, I enjoyed it. It's a very quirky piece. Uh, there's a lot of humor in there. There's a lot of weird things. There's a random stabbing, which is hilarious. And it's just a
0: interesting film. Cool, no, I've heard a lot about it. Yeah. Uh, David Knight was a big fan. Yeah. And, uh, you know, all of, I, I haven't seen it, but all the things I've heard about it have been very good.
1: It's not a, a laugh out loud comedy. It is very much an art film.
0: Yeah, right. It looks it. I think that's one of the reasons why I haven't seen it. Yeah.
1: No, <laughs> I just, I finally just sat down and watched it. And uh, it, Keith, it weirded me out throughout because um, it has the, the Frank helmet hat. Yeah. It has a fan very prominent in the front for the oh, actor okay. wearing it. Right, right, right. The real Chris Evie did not have a fan. He was in that thing, <laughs> and he also talked like this. You remember that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I, he's like he would sing like I've been washing windows. And you know, he was terrible in yep. a way. But it, he died of cancer a couple of years ago. Probably that's why.
0: I see. I see.
1: Spurred this whole thing on, and it is a very, a very loose adaptation because it's a whole thing like it's Twitter's in this, but Twitter tweets come up on screen. Right, It's very right. set, set in modern day, so it's a very loose jumping off point. Right. But it does say at the end, inspired by Chris Seavey and his outsider status, his outsider comedy and outsider music.
0: Cool. Let's go. Cool. I'll have to check it out. Definitely check it out.
1: What did you see? Uh,
0: you wanna you wanna go straight into you wanna go into the parade or? Well, you know years. All right, okay. So I went to see uh Do Langit. Like the what? direct translation for that is um, the best from heaven. Best from heaven. The best, you know, best from heaven or best from best from the, from you know the sky and the space. Um, and it's, it's essentially a coming of age film. It's about a group of friends. Um, we should say first, it's a, it's a local Malay movie. Sorry. It's a, yes, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a Malaysian film. Who directed it? It's directed by Nick Amir Mustafa. Uh, this is his second film. Uh, he directed another film called Kill. Um, KIL, right? KIL, yeah. And, um, after watching this, I never watched Kill. And, um, I remember when Kill came out, I, I remember it looked really interesting. Mm. But for some bizarre reason, you know, I guess whatever, for whatever reason, I didn't catch it. And, uh, after, after,
1: after I, it sounds familiar, but I can't remember what it is. I can't remember anything yeah. about it from the name.
0: Yeah. Um, after watching this, I am gonna hunt that film down and, and go and watch it. Mm. Um, okay, just, uh, roughly, I mean, very briefly, the story is, it's about a group of friends when, uh, childhood friends, when they were, when they were kids, when they were teenagers in boarding school, they were fucking around making, you know, like just fucking around on their, on their video camera. And, um, they all, they all disappeared and the one who was left behind, this guy, Berg, Who's played by Bront Polare. Um
1: disappeared isn't just like this this way this, off to the four corners. Not, nothing weird happened.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Nothing weird happened. And he when he was alone, uh, he was he saw a UFO. Oh. And so since then he's been kind of obsessed with finding it again and seeing it again. And um, the movie takes place sort of fifteen years after that, where he gets all of the original gang back together to do a road to do a road trip. Where they because uh, Berg by this point is um, he's kind of like this experimental filmmaker, bit mm-hmm. of a you know, like, bit of a wanky.
1: There's a line in the in the trailer I've seen about like it's a thin line between experimental and garbage or something, yes, right? Yes,
0: yes. Yeah. And he's an experimental filmmaker who hasn't really done anything with his life, and you know none, none of the things that he's directed has kind of you know happened for him, and and at the same time he's you know remained obsessed with what he saw 15 years ago. And so the, he's got the dreads uh, or long hair or something, right? No, no, no. That, that's uh, that's another that's yeah. another guy. That's another guy. That's Magat Sharizal who plays a character called Alan. He's um, the cameraman, right? He's the cameraman. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it's, it's these four friends. Bront Bellari plays Berg. Idil uh, Putra plays uh, I- Iljam I think that's if I'm not mistaken. Um, uh, Emeril Effendi plays uh, Toyo, and uh, Magat Sharizal plays Ali. And those are the four um, core core. The core four, the core four, yeah, and so they go on this road trip where he sort of worked it out that we do an experimental film about a group of guys making a movie about a UFO, and then hey, guess what? At the end, a UFO fucking turns up, and and that's basically how he suckers everyone into doing it in the and. Um, and he's uh, using uh, Ijam uh, Idil Putra's character because um, he has, he has now become a, a famous actor. Okay. So that's kind like Idil Putra. Like Idle Putra. Right? <laughs> so Idris is kind of playing himself. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, I know all these guys, and you know, I'm very happy for them. This is a really cool film. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously they go on this road trip. You know, it's about UFOs, but it's kind of not. It's yeah. it's, it's it's you know it's a coming of age film. And it's you know, but it's it's like it's
1: it's a it's a thirty-something coming of age. Yeah, it's a a coming it's a a late coming of age. It's a coming of
0: age film for adults.
1: Yeah. Um It's Clerks 2 rather than Clerks 1.
0: You know, it was interesting. I was I was watching the film. I mean I mean in a nutshell, that's the story. To say anything else would just be to give like a whole bunch of stuff away. Um not that there is a whole lot to give away. You know, I mean it's it is kind of what it is. Um if you've seen the trailer, that's pretty much the film.
1: I've seen the trailer and I was wondering is the ending satisfying? Because no, I got no well, idea where it would well, end. Well,
0: I mean, like I'm, that, I'm getting to that. I mean, like I enjoyed it. Yeah. I enjoyed it. I thought, I thought, like you know, it's a very unfair thing to say because it's a very popular thing to say, like hey, for a Malaysian film, not bad, luck. And I didn't judge it that way. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I judged it the way I would judge any yeah. film yeah. that I pay full admission for. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's not like that. Uh, take me to dinner thing. No, no, it's way much, better. It's much better than take me to dinner. <laughs> 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 um, having said that, it's also an entirely different kind of film. Yeah. Um. You know, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, I've, I mean, like, just focusing on, on the positive aspects of it first, it's beautifully shot. The trailer looks very, like, um, it looks... It's, it, because it's, that, is, it, is it like a, they've got a combi van or something,
1: right? Well, that's the poster, yeah, right? Yeah. you know, but It, it mean, has that kind of California look at certain it points. It does a little bit. I mean... Um, and getting that with Malaysian weather? Wow.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, it's beautifully shot. The film looks great. Um, the acting across the board is very solid. Um, you know, these guys are all good friends in mm. real life and it shows, you know, I mean, they have a very, very easy chemistry with each other and you believe the relationship. I mean, you give a shit, mm. you know, you care about what happens to these people. Um, and, uh, there's some pre, because, uh, uh, the character of Berg, he's got a, you know, he's got a little bit of a drug habit and the way that they sort of, uh, visualize that is kind of cool. It's slightly, um... You know, it, it, it kind of, um, re- the way that they approached that was, you know, there were, ele- there were, there were elements of kind of like some slight Edgar, uh, Edgar Wright influence in the way that they approached that. Um, parts of it also felt, um, you know, uh, th- these, this is a film made by Malaysians who grew up watching non-Malaysian films. Yeah. You know, so this is a very, um, I mean, maybe they did, but the way that this is framed... It feels very hipster, Okay. it feels incredibly hipster, Um, and I mean that in both a good and a bad way. Um, My sort of... um,
1: You're not wearing a very hipster t-shirt today, it's okay.
0: No, yeah. I mean, my... It's... I mean, my... my, I mean, like, the the parts about it that uh, didn't work for me was, I felt that the humor was about... The humor was very hit and miss for me. Mm uh thankfully even though the film is billed as a comedy i don't really see the film as a comedy i mean to me the film is it's much more of a dramedy than a comedy mm. but there are moments in the film where they do go all-out comedy yeah and those are the parts that don't work for me okay. you know like there's like a couple of like sequence slapsticky yes it's very slapsticky and there's which is also quite malaysian in many ways i mean malaysians like their slapstick yeah. Um, I've never been a huge fan of that. And mm. whenever they go overtly comical, the film lost me. Um, the film also has pacing issues. Um, particularly during the midsection.
1: We should probably come to short so that you don't piss all over because you're getting more and more negative. <laughs> no, 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 no. I know. I, these are, these are minor
0: gripes. Yeah. I enjoyed the film very much. I highly recommend that you see it. Yeah. You know, but, you know, if I'm doing a review. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, there are some pacing issues and the movie does have a few false endings. No, like Lord of the Rings. A little bit. I mean, not quite as bad as that. But one thing that I found really interesting, I was watching the film and I was like, this reminds me of something. Really? You know, no, I mean, the tone. Yeah. I was thinking of the way that they shoot things. You know, it's like, you know, because they, they, they have this habit of shooting a lot of things that make it seem really important mm-hmm. and really life-changing. And I was, and I was trying to think to myself, what other fucking move? This reminds me of something. And then it hit me. This is Zach Braff. Oh! This is the Zach Braff style of filmmaking, oh. where it's like, you know, you're at that point in your life where everything is shot in such a way that this is a life-changing moment. You have your, so, you have
1: your, you have your, uh, road to Damascus moment while washing dishes.
0: Yeah. You know, so it's like, there's this moment where they all start dancing in the rain, and I'm watching, and, and the way that the... What, they might as
1: well be shouting into a hole wearing black plastic bed liners. And, yeah. You know,
0: and it's like, where, you know, and the way, and the way that that was shot was very much like, hmm. Yeah. You know, it's, 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 it's that hipster thing where it's like, you know, like, that, that Zach Braff hipster style of oh, wow. filmmaking where it's like, Hey, you know, if, if you jump in, if you jump in the ocean with your friends and it's shot in slow mo, it makes you feel like you're learning something. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's like that kind of thing, you know, and it didn't bug me, but so many parts of the film in the second half of it had moments like that that you kept expecting the movie to end. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because there were all of these moments where it's like, it's like oh we're playing in the rain. This this must mean we're really deep as people, you know. We're we're in the ocean, you know. And the way that it was framed, and the way that it was shot, it was so beautifully shot. And the way that the music was going, it, it was just sort of like you expect the movie to end yeah. because there are all of these moments. There there are all of these sort of like high watermark visual and sound cues. Where you could just leave it there. Where you could just leave it there, and and it, and it would be and fine. And dare
1: I say, pull back, pull back, pull yeah, yeah, back, yeah. yeah you back. know,
0: but. The end, and every time that they did it, I'm like, "Oh, this is a cool place to end," hmm. but it never happened. Really? And when it did end, you're like, "The last three endings were so much cooler." Oh, interesting. You know, so that so so it's not a complaint. Yeah. You know, it's it's just something that I noticed hmm. because because it is so well shot and the soundtrack is really cool. However, having said that, There's a lot of mo- mo- local bands. Yeah, yeah, it's done by uh, shit. I can't remember now, but it's 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 local local stuff. Uh, it's a really cool soundtrack. However, and this is where the, the, the comical moments don't work. One of the reasons the comical moments don't work is because the soundtrack goes comical as well. Oh. And it just feels really like weird. Like Looney Tunes or something or what? Like, like... <laughs> no, not, nothing, like, nothing like that. It's like you have this really cool soundtrack. And then when it goes comical, suddenly it goes slightly vaudeville. Oh, okay. And it's just like, this does not work. You know, however, having said that, the audience that I saw it with laughed at all the funny bits. Yeah. So I'm clearly in the minority. You're just a cranky fuck. I'm just a cranky asshole. Yeah. But yeah, I know I highly recommend the film. I hope that it does well. It deserves to do well. It's been a while now already. Yeah, yeah, it deserves to do well. It's a very good film, you know. Um, and even though I have been mentioning some negative aspects of it, they didn't bug me. Yeah. You know, it's not like I'm watching it going, oh, what the fuck? This is ruining the movie for me. No, no, it was nothing like that. I enjoyed the whole film. Go. Cool you know and you I, are just a cr- really cranky I'm podcast. just a cranky asshole but no. yeah no I I, rec- I highly recommend it
1: and that is Terbaik Darilangi Terbaik
0: Darilangi it was uh, also um, no I've gotten pissed off with the podcast it because played, I
1: paused them when I go do something else and then I come back and I forget what I talked about it so
0: played at it the Tokyo Film Festival under the title Nova yeah that's
1: why I first saw someone posting about that and then when it came out I was like is that because it hadn't posted them with the van well, I, I think I, I, I
0: think Marvel probably has some some copyright thing with that <laughs> Anyway, yeah. um, if you haven't seen it, go see it. Cool. You've seen The Raid, right? I've seen the first one. Yeah. So, The Raid
1: 2 came out last year, and I was waiting for quite a while to see it, because i heard so many good things. Um, directed by Gareth Evans, who did the first one. See that movie? Mm-hmm. This one takes off pretty much immediately after the first movie. Mm-hmm. So, our hero, um, Rama, who was the only real... It was like one or two cops survived the uh, ending of the first yeah, one. The first one yeah. Where basically the first one was basically if you've seen Dread, it's that. It's basically there's it's, one building that's exactly the same. Yeah. But it's exactly the same, but instead of Dread's cool multi-weapon, multi-bullet gun, it's uh martial arts and the, the whenever I explain the the Raid One to anyone, try to sell it to somebody, so there's a point where Rama fights somebody and he beats his head against a light on the wall. Yeah. And as the guy is falling unconscious to the ground he grabs him and hits his head off the wall two more times with room mm-hmm. to spare before the floor because he is a martial arts master. Yeah. And it's that fucking fast. Yeah. So the whole idea of going into this building was to get this gang lord. Mm-hmm. And all the cops were corrupt and like they were sold out by their bosses, and there was a fucking horrifying massacre. And a few guys got out. Right. Comes to the second one, he's got uh he's got the uh the boss man who his cop the cop who sold him out. Mm-hmm. and a colleague and they're talking to one of the guys who's from the uh, uh, anti-corruption bureau mm-hmm. and he's pretty much like you've done something good today but you're fucked and they just straight up someone just shoots the cop mm-hmm. corrupt cop like yeah he's, if we let him live he will tell everyone what happened what you did you'll be dead in a day I can't protect you and your families so this is what we're going to have to do so what he's going to have to do is there are two families running the city the Goto Japanese Clan and the Bangun local guys. Mm-hmm. And the Bangun's son is in jail for a minor infraction. So, what they have to do, Rama, and if you remember the first one, there's a shitload of shots of Rama and his yeah, pregnant yeah, wife. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and it's all about, like, they cut back to that constantly to, like, yeah, get your yeah, heartstrings yeah, yeah. on. And they've got to tell him, like, I'm going to have to arrest you. It's like, okay, cool. It's like, this guy here pissed off this guy and uh, you're going to go beat him up. And it's like, yeah, what? Well, you mean beat him up? that you need to beat this guy close to death. It's like, why? Well, I think he does give him a reason, but he needs a reason to do it. And then they fuck up. He doesn't get six months. He doesn't get a year. He gets three years inside. Oh, wow. Yeah. And he goes in and he... The, the, the guy who plays uh, Uko, Arafin Putra, I'm not sure... I'm not sure... I do know nothing else about this guy. He looks like Indonesian Clark Kent. <laughs> or Indonesian... Mixed with Indonesian uh, Jim Carrey. He's got this... Amazing jawline. He's got this hair cut and he's wearing s- fucking sexy suits the whole fucking time. Yeah. When they're in jail, you know, Rama's now in the first one. I forgot. I looked at a clip from the first movie and he's got longish hair. And mm-hmm. the second one, he just shaved his head. Right. Got, he's got this tight haircut and he's in jail, whatever. And he's got to ingratiate himself with this guy. And he does it well in that he's like, he keeps looking. There's a, the, it cuts between the story happening mm-hmm. and him in a bathroom stall. Mm-hmm. And the door is just banging. Mm-hmm. And you hear shouting outside, it, and he's just standing there. And it cuts back to all this other stuff happening leading up to him being in jail. Mm-hmm. And then there's like about 60 people waiting outside the bathroom to kick his fucking head in. Oh shit.
0: <laughs> and he takes them down. Because <laughs> he's- No, like, I, I've heard that the raid 2 just ups the ante in everything. Every fucking- like, I mean, if you think like, like he,
1: the door opens, Three guys come through, he kicks the door closed, beats the ever living, like, uses one guy to beat the shit out of the other two guys. One of them spins into the, uh, back out into the main room, knocks back guys in the door. You know, it's like, it's like a revolving door of just like mayhem and fucking fists. Mm-hmm. And it goes on from there. He gets, he gets in with the crime lord, he becomes part of their group, and, uh, what's also going on is there's another gangster who, if you remember at the end of the raid, slight spoiler, uh, part of, it was discovered halfway through the, uh, his brother mm-hmm. was involved with the bad guys. Yeah. Um, something happens to his brother and his other crime lord is coming up and he wants to challenge the dominance of these two families. And at this point, Ram is like well beyond getting any fucking help from anybody. Yeah. He's on his own.
2: Yeah.
1: And there's a, there's a a prison fight in like a muddy yard that there's like probably about 32 fights going on Hmm. and the camera will track between all of them. Wow. In one shot. Jesus. And, and a lot of them are fucking stabbings. The stabbings. This movie has so many stabbings. And not just like a quick jab. I'm talking about stabbing somebody in their forearm and then ripping the knife down towards their hand, So you tear their entire arm apart. That style of like just like cutting someone open like a slice of meat happens throughout. Whether it's with window panes, with glasses, with fucking knives, with everything. This is fucking brutal. Jeez. There's a couple of assassins who work for this new gang lord. One has a hammer girl. Mm-hmm. Um, this chick with glasses who just like... Her tools are hammers, and the guy who I'm going to steal something. I think it's a line from Mark Kermode's review. He talks about a baseball guy. He's got a baseball bat, and there's a long shot of him kicking the shit out of eight or ten guys with this baseball bat. And it's like it's not just like there's a lot. There's one or two shots of just like him swinging at a guy's head. He's already hitting the stomach. He's kneeling. Yeah. And when that, you know, those metal bats. Yeah yeah yeah. You know that? yeah, yeah, yeah. You hear that fucking noise? That's an amazing scene. But wait till you see what he does with a baseball. <laughs> Mark Cromode said that, and I heard that before watching the movie. It's awesome what he does with that. Cool. And that guy always drags his bat along the ground, like he doesn't give a shit. He's like, he stumbles around the place. They just, visually, it's just, it's fantastic. You always think the cat top this fight, and they do. There's a car chase where the camera is in the one car, and gets past at the window of a guy in a bike. You know, I've seen this in the out- behind the scenes. The bike bed breaks, and the camera goes into the passenger side of a car where the, the guy is dressed as, the cameraman is dressed as the seat. Mm-hmm. So when the camera comes in in front of him he puts his arms up grabs the camera gets a shot of the guy and then passes it out the car to another guy on a bike. Just crazy low tech. There is a, there's a lot of CG with the, the blood splatters and stuff like that. But there's so much it's the fastest fight I've ever seen. Wow. And when you get to the end of it then just the shit that fucking happens and it's it's a, it's, it's a really great they really amped it up. They took it one building and they took it right we're going to do the raid but instead of one building we're doing Jakarta. Cool. It's everything I was promised in Moral. I highly recommend... If you if you love martial arts at all, you need to watch this fucking movie. And as I said, Rama, one of the main henchmen, and another guy... I mean, there's a lot of pathos in there. Like, there's a guy who's a hitman and you kind of feel sympathy for this guy because he gets sold there because he's the one who's going to start the war Will start over him. And just his shit is amazing. Cool. Highly uh, recommend <laughs> Cool. Awesome. To do a complete 180. Seventh Son... <laughs>
0: Oh, yeah, that's right.
1: <laughs> Seven Son is a movie with Jeff Bridges in it. Yeah. It's a war- End of review. <laughs> in a world where there are witches turn into shitty dragons, like small dragons, Juliet Moore turned into a dragon with red dreadlocks, and witches are kept in check by guys called spooks who are essentially, I'm trying to think, uh, what was it, Dylan Dog, or uh, in the the Sleepy Hollow, the, what's his name, About Crane. You yeah. know, are kind of using science to combat magic style. Yeah. But, uh, Jet Bridges is doing his best to outdo his rooster cockburn from True Grit. I could not understand a fucking word he said for the whole movie. It's probably not like this the whole thing that he's chewing on a really big lump of thumb. No,
0: he's
1: been doing that lately. Yeah. Even with R.I.P.D. Who was the guy with the glasses in fucking King of the Hill? Remember King of the Hill cartoon? Thank you. No, oh, you go, oh, no, yeah, doing, it. 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <not> it wasn't the other glasses, <laughs> Camaro. Bad guy. It's awful. Um, so, this whole thing is like. He had, I've had a look at the Wikipedia page for this book. They piss all over it. It's based upon a book called Spooks Apprentice. In text, reading about the, the combaters of evil being called spooks works because you can read it. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Having people have to talk about. Where's the spook? Constantly, or oh, you're the apprentice of the spook. Mm-hmm. It doesn't carry the same weight when you say it out loud in a medieval context. Yeah. It's written by this guy Sergei Bodrov, and there's a the, the production designer on this movie is an idiot. <laughs> um, I've read it. I got the press notes from the press screening already because they gave me the CD, and he was talking about you don't see this this mix of cultures, and there's a reason why you don't see a mix of say. Um, Middle Ages, uh, English armor with Arab- Arabic uh, outfits and some like of that. Because they don't meet, match. Mm-hmm. If you think about the Lord of the Rings, right? You think about the Robert. You can very clearly, you see a guy, a Roman, a man of Rohan and a man of Gondor. You can see, that's Rohan, that's Gondor. Yeah. They have a, a cohesive culture. Yeah. In this, you're seeing, even the fucking uh, visual design of the movie. Mm-hmm. A lot of it, like where his, uh, Jeff Bridges' house is like by a lake with trees running down to the water and it's very much like British Columbia or Scotland or somewhere like that you know that kind of that feel mm-hmm. where you've got a big lake and the trees come right right down and it's like smooth hills just around the corner is the Grand Canyon but it's full of water mm-hmm. like it looks like John Carter of Mars with lakes and so those kind of uh, yeah, like, yeah. Phoenix Arizona those kind of the Devils Devils what's it called in Cross Encounters? Devils Mountain. oh god you know, Devils yeah, Hill yeah 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 that kind of that kind of rock formation does not fit Scotland. Yeah. So they have a mix mash of even just the settings. And then when you factor in, like, uh, Jeff Bridges is wearing chainmail, you've got other guys wearing full sheet armor, like from decades, generations before that. And it's, just, it's a complete visual mishmash. Mm-hmm. Like, you'll have a scene where this guy's wearing Moroccan hats and all this weird shit going on. It just doesn't work. Julia Moore has a well of a time vamping it up. Yeah. There's a whole thing, like, she's a relationship with uh, Jeff Bridges. The story is only the seventh son of the seventh son. They apparently have 10 times the strength of a normal man or whatever like that. But they never really, they don't, it doesn't make any sense because they just use like silver, silver uh, filings will turn a dragon witch into a normal witch. Right. Things like that. You know, they have science to do this stuff. Uh, Ben Barnes is the the, the kid. And dodgy politics. Jeff Bridges buys him off his parents.
0: Hmm. How does that work?
1: Slavery. And Ben Barnes goes ahead with it. Right. And his mom is Olivia Williams, who's a witch. So he's half witch, half a so son. I mean, it's just kind of generally, it's really cod, medieval, awful bullshit. If I look at the Wikipedia page, the character who's a, a, a sidekick to Jeff Bridges, in the book, he is a sidekick to the villain. Mm-hmm. That's how much care and attention they pay to the original story. The CG's look dodgy. The locations are awful. The sets are useful, useless. Um, I can't understand the words Jeff Bridges says. The launching of a franchise, it is not. Don't go see Seven Son. It's not out in the US and the UK for another month or two. This is why (laughs) they're getting—they're trying to get some Asian books before word spreads. Right, it's awful. Okay, but uh, what the most biggest mystery of the whole thing is again? Jimin Hansu needs to make better decisions. He had nothing to do in Guardians of the Galaxy. Nothing to do here. Olivia Williams needs to do better. Jeff Bridges needs to do better. Kit Harrington's in it, but I shouldn't really say that because. He's done it for long. No, right.
0: <laughs> so, yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: where's the top 10? <laughs> that is the $60,000 question, isn't
1: it? well that's the 25 ringer question. All right. We will finish off this podcast like we always do with our US and Malaysian box office top 10.
0: That's right. <clears throat> as soon as it comes up. All right. Don't, hey!
1: Don't look behind the curtain. This section isn't valid. We're, We're fucked. They moved it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, I guess we won't be reading out the top there anyway. Yeah. Thanks very thanks much for listening. Us. If you
1: want to get in touch with us and you've listened to us this far, the word is whiskey. Whiskey. And you can contact us at podcast. got my fries. If you have us in this far, please leave us a review on iTunes, even if it's terrible. That helps us get up the iTunes charts. And you can find us on Twitter at. Uh, Mc, Mc, McNasty Pry for
0: myself. And
1: uh, I'm at Gavia. Yeah. We're also on Facebook, and if you like us there, again, that would help as well. So thank you very much for listening, and we'll talk to you again soon. Bye. Bye.